The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thanksgiving Eve edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930. We are live online, PR927FM.com. You can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube as we got a lot to get to on today's program. A lot of football talk. We're talking high school, college, and NFL on today's show. We got the voice, Jeff Charles, recapping East Carolina's win over Navy and looking ahead to Cincinnati. He joins us in about 20 minutes. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will have his favorite plays. He'll give us his thoughts on ECU 14-point underdogs to Cincinnati. Also talk some college basketball with all that going on today. It is feast week. You got Maui. You got Battle for Atlantis. All the tournaments going on. So we'll uh, keep you uh, abreast of those situations on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. At 4 o'clock, Wager McGee is in to talk college football and NFL. Troy D is here at 5. Bryce Williams at 5.30. And we got Shirley Rhodes here, Chandler Honeycutt here. We'll get to them in a moment, but we'll kick off the show the way we've kicked off the past three Wednesday editions of Pirate Radio Live. And that is with the head football coach of the J.H. Rose Rampants, Will Bland, who joins us. And that means the Rampants won again and are moving on in the North Carolina High School State playoffs. Will, great to chat with you again. How you doing, coach? I'm doing pretty good. Great to be back on. Yes, sir. If I'm talking to you, we've advanced. We got a great tradition going here. We got this thing rolling. We've done it the last month, it seems. And yeah. Will, uh, the only difference in your win this past weekend was you had to go get it on the road. And I was talking to some guys that, that cover it clo- closer than I, Brian North and Brian Bailey, and asked, you know, would this be considered an upset? And they said, well, Rose going on the road and winning a, a bit of an upset, but you guys belong. You showed it. And Will, we, we've talked about it with you and every coll- every coach ever. You got to stop the run. And you guys were able to do that on Friday night. Well, I don't know about that. We just did um, a little bit more than they did. Rest for two forty-one, but um, we were able to get some big-time turnovers. Uh, I think they had four turnovers that we got. Um, and when we had to stop the run, we stopped the run. But so I'm very proud of our defense how they um, buckled down and uh, created turnovers, and then the offense just. Um, doing what they do and get, putting points on the board. Will, what's a bus ride home like after a, a big uh, playoff win like that? What was that? Uh, I don't know. How long was that ride, first of all? Uh, it was probably about two and a half hours <laughs> on the bus. What was that like coming back to Greenville? Well, I, you know, normally I don't ride the bus. I drive. Oh, that's right. Um, I think they, I think they were a little bit tired after that game. <laughs> but um, we broke it up going up. Uh, we stopped at Golden Crowd going up there, and then get, went to Fairfield State to do a little walkthrough. So I think the kids were excited um, about that, being able to stop them at a college and get on their turf and do a little walkthrough. But um, I, I was I, before they got on the bus. I know it was just mayhem. How how excited everybody was that we you know we went down there and we knocked off an undefeated team which was a really really good undefeated team 
and um, they did it with um, class. They came out there. Um, they didn't back down for anybody, and then now we're on to the fourth round. Yeah, and Will, we talked about it last week that in your first two playoff games, Rose put up 45 and 34 points in the victories. Just 20 points, but that was enough, and you credit your defense forcing those turnovers, getting stops when you needed to. How about your offense getting uh, getting just enough done on Friday to get the win? Uh, I thought it was. I thought they did a great job. I think that um, we put them back on the heels when we went up ten um, to nothing. But I, I know we left some points on the board. I know we got stopped. Tw- I think one three times on the one yard line, which we worked very hard in practice this week to try to shore that up. Good, you know, we rather have seven points than get three points. So we've been working hard to make sure we can get the ball in the end zone and get a bigger lead. But um, I'm very proud of how they was able to um, go out there and make big plays um, when we needed some run running game. We had a little bit of that and in the past game has just been getting better and better every week will bland joining us jh rose will be at home friday night so one of your rewards uh for winning of course is advancing and moving on the other one is you get back at home uh the matchup with scotland so how nice is that will that look the, the more you win it seems like the longer those bus rides get in the playoffs so how nice is it to have a home game coming up on friday night Oh, very nice. I mean, like, we don't have to <laughs> make all them plans to um, make sure the kids get out. Of, well, they don't have to get out of school early, but make sure they get here on time so we can leave on time. You know, you got to be able to stop somewhere for them to eat and try to set up some walkthrough stuff. So um, being at home, we ain't got to do any of that. The kids got to show up at 2.30. We'll do our um, normal pregame meal and um, get on the field, do a little walkthrough, and then get ready for the, the 7.30 game. Now, that's going to be a little different. We got, we're going to play at 7.30, but, you know, we usually play that – at 7.30 back in the day, so I think the kids are excited and ready to play under the lights. Make it a doubleheader Friday, folks. East Carolina at 3.30, J.H. Rose at 7.30. A big day of football here in Greenville. Will, uh, hopefully uh, eating a lot of food is on your uh, your plans for Thursday, but how about football-wise? Are you doing anything with the team on Thursday? Yes, we're going to go at 8 o'clock in the morning. We're going to do our walkthrough at 8 in the morning. We normally do it at 7, but since we're out of school, we'll do it at 8 to about 8. 50, um, sure of some stuff, and then they have their pre, uh, their normal um, Thursday morning meal that we get from McDonald's that is provided by some of our parents and stuff. So they'll get that, and then we'll release them to their um, parents and make, tell them make sure they don't eat too much because we got a game on Friday. Good deal, Will. Uh, but speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, what's your go to side dish on the Thanksgiving table? What do you have to have on Thursday, Will? I gotta have some ham, some ham and some yams. Ham and yam. Now I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of greens. I don't do a lot of green stuff, but uh, if I can get some ham, and some meat, some yams, I'm all right. Ham and yams is all uh, Will's looking for on Thursday. Good stuff, Will. Let's talk about the Scotland team as they come in here. What do you know about that uh, that crew, Will? Uh, they, well, you know, um, you know they're gonna be pretty good because that name, you know, Scotland County. Everybody in the state knows about Scotland County. Um, they got a uh, real, real good uh, running back that's um, rushed for close to sixteen hundred yards. So again, name of the game for us is to stop the run. Uh, they got a um, sophomore quarterback that can throw it a little bit, but um, but he's not known for throwing it. So you know, he relies on them his running back, and then they a little bit of play action to get the ball around. So we can on defense sure that up, stop that, force them to play our game, which we want them out and spread. Then I think we'll have a good shot on the defense side of the ball. And then on offense, um, we just got to continue to do what we, we've been doing with the um, passing game. And then hopefully um, the run game opened up a little bit this week so we can get Michael and Clayvon some big runs in there. Um, if we can do that, then we, we'll be pretty set and hopefully moving on to the fifth round. 
Will Bland joining us. Will, you guys have been winning, and in conjunction with that, the Pirates have been winning. So let me get another ECU question into you, the former ECU wide receiver joining us today on the show. How about the win over Navy? Uh, sets up a huge game coming up on Friday. You'll be getting ready for Scotland while the Pirates are taking on Cincinnati. Oh, you know, and then um, that's, it was a great win. You know, um, the kicker did a great job. Um, you know, it's all about hope. And I tell our team that when you give a team hope, um, then a lot can come from it. So, if, you know, if we can come to this Cincinnati game, we can play all cylinders and we can get some mistakes and have a little hope, then we'll be able to get an upset. But mm-hmm. it all depends on which Pirates come out there. I mean, like, you got to have the Pirates that have been playing the last couple of weeks come out there, not the ones that was playing earlier, but the ones that have been playing the last couple of weeks. And if they come out there and stay the course and listen to the coaches, then we can get a big old upset. Little hope goes a long way. Will, we'll wrap it up like we always do with you. Give us a key or two for a rampant victory on Friday against Scotland. Well, I'm going to say the big key is we got to have Pitt County come out here and support these kids. We can get a big crowd out here because, you know, they're going to bring a big crowd. We need to have a big we need to have a big crowd out here, too. Uh, that would be a big key for us. And then um, the, these kids come out and believe in And they come out here and believe in themselves and believe what the coach has taught them the last um, couple of days, then we'll get a big victory. There you go. Show up and uh, be loud. The Rampants taking on Scotland coming up Friday night, 730. Will Bland, our guest. Will, I'm going to leave this spot open next uh, Wednesday, 3 o'clock for you. So uh, hopefully we're talking to you again. Uh, sounds good. I look forward to it. All right, man. There is Will Bland, former Pirate, now the head football coach at J.H. Rose. Got his team in the playoffs earlier this calendar year uh, with the the kind of abbreviated COVID season. And now in the fall has got his team making a long playoff run. And congratulations to those players and coaches over there and, and even you uh, Rose folks who, yeah, I get along with them all right. Not my first choice of high schools, but definitely not mine. But, but I mean, I, I always say this: I hate Rose, but I like Will. I like RV. It's kind of weird that a Viking is helping with the luck. I, I like mean, Marvin Jarman. These guys are playing well. I but told Chandler that's that's like Farmville Central saying good luck to Green Central. Right. It's it's it, difficult. It's tough to do. I told Chandler that what if uh, what if we didn't call Will today at three just to mess with the mojo. <gasps> that would be wrong it would be wrong but as a viking it would be so right but i couldn't do that can't do that especially on thanksgiving eve yeah no, that I, would be that would invite karma that you just don't want exactly and I, I don't want that karma coming back on me that would be no deviled eggs for you my karma's doing great right now somehow i don't know if you noticed the Bra- the braves are world series <laughs> you champions don't, you don't have to do that <laughs> You don't have to do that. Washington. You don't have to do that. Some there's this guy named Superman, and somehow Washington was able to beat him on Sunday. You don't have to do that. Michigan State won today. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, unrelated, I did have them in their game against Loyola Chicago. Uh, You got the Pirates playing well. Pirate Hoops, four and two. Hurricanes are the best team in the NHL. That's crazy. A lot of good, a lot of winning going on. Ah! Not Doesn't it feel great? Yeah. I'm really uh, not used to it, but I'm getting used to it. And tonight, Hornets going for two in a row. Charlotte Hornets playing the Magic, right? So yep. they got to be favorites tonight. Yep. They'll be back home on Friday against Minnesota, and then I think they're back on the road for a couple of games starting Saturday. All right. So uh, a, lot, a lot of winning going on. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We will visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. What a call. Do we still have his call, Shirley? I believe so. The uh, the the old school Jeff Charles. It sounded like it was from the uh, the nineties. 
his uh, call of Owen Daffer's Let's field go. goal. Uh, hang on a second. Let me ball game. <laughs> and... Let's hear it if we can. Pirates yep, IMG it. Learfield Network. Jeff Charles, Kevin Monroe. Young is in the hole. He'll spot it at the 44. It's a 54-yard attempt. Far hash mark. Good spot. Ball is down. The kick is up. The kick is up. And the ball kick game. is ball game. good. He did it. He did it. Owen Dapper kicked a 54-yard field goal. You can paint this one purple. My goodness. My goodness. All you can ask is that he hit it good, and boy, did he hit it good. My favorite part is the my goodness. It's almost identical to the Peach Bowl call. If you've heard his Peach Bowl call, you know, you can paint these peaches purple. My goodness. They're gonna go for the tie. They wouldn't. They wouldn't go for the tie here, would they? They wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't figure it here, would they, Jeff? Uh, all right, great stuff there. Love to hear the voice. Love to hear violence. Sustained oh. effort and <laughs> violence. Violence. So uh, sorry. <laughs> hey, no problem. I wasn't ready. I can wait for some good violence. Violence. Let's uh. I'm the king. Take a time out. We'll come back. Visit with the voice, Jeff Charles. Get his thoughts on the win over Navy and looking ahead. We're on to Cincinnati. The Voice joins us when we return after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ says daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio. Perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia tonight with our very own Clip Rock. AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, I got 30 questions for you people. Do you have the answers? We'll find out tonight. AJ McMurphy's 8 o'clock sports trivia. And man, I don't know if there's enough TVs in the place for all the college basketball, college football. Do we have college football? Do we have them action tonight? I know Wager will tell us uh, when he joins us in a moment. Uh, Hornets tonight, NHL, and no, uh, no action on this Wednesday. Well, that's sad. Well, that breaks the streak because it's been... Yeah, it's been. There's been a few... There's uh, been. It's been a... uh, I didn't know if you wanted to do it again. But um, there's been a streak of about three weeks where there's been football on at AJ's for trivia. We'll and, have to uh, settle for Maui and Atlantis and all the tournaments tonight. So well, I, I can deal with that. Yeah, there's plenty more to go around, uh, even with no football on the night. So. And also, uh, Hornets Magic NHL, it'll all be there for you at AJ's. Heard the ad for Slippery When Wet? Yes. That'll be a fun time. And it reminded me. I would love me, to go if I didn't have plans on that evening. Well, change your plans. Uh, I unfortunately, easy I can't. That, easy as, uh, Here, I'll call them. Who is it? <laughs> It reminded me of Sunday when I was driving uh, in the Triangle, and I found um, I texted you, Chandler, and found where the Panthers game can be played on the radio, right. so I could listen to it. Yep. 
and during the game they kept doing ads it turns out they don't just have crappy football at bank of america stadium they have great concerts too uh elton john is going to bank of america stadium what? billy joel is going to bank of america stadium that's some big names for i know my wife and i were like man those would be really fun like bank, charlotte's the place to be apparently so some big and concerts Elton yeah, John, it is, it is i believe that's his farewell tour because that's I think what they it, said on the yeah because i don't think he's touring after this one so this is it folks that's wow. it that's, that's it. crazy so some big concerts coming up i guess uh with like the the time lost due to COVID, everybody we're gonna have some mega concerts coming up here soon i would imagine well, when know, the weather know, gets back warm yeah again. i know there's a lot of artists that are starting to go back out on the road so 2022 may be a very busy year for a lot of musicians so uh, i'm gonna try to go to as many concerts as i can next year i have an announcement to make uh-oh i channel honeycut will not be at trivia tonight um and why why i'm why? going home to see my oh, family that's right you're going home i'm going home to see the fam and uh i've become a regular at aj's on wednesday nights and i go there too on weekends because they have great bands over the weekends at aj's but uh it's gonna be weird not being there tonight uh we'll get on without you it'll be fine okay he'll have a he'll have his face full of deviled eggs he won't even care chandler I'm, i'll miss you and uh i think what you should do is just go to trivia then go to your parents in the morning but that's what i think and it don't matter what i think you've uh-huh. made your decision we're having lunch tomorrow and then i'm making the trip back to greenville tomorrow afternoon that way I can go to bed and be here on time Friday at eleven thirty. <laughs> <laughs> to be determined. We'll, we'll, we'll see how you do come eleven thirty on Friday. I did good last week. That it was eleven thirty kickoff on the pregame show. So you got here. I'll give you credit for that. All right, let's uh, go out to. Speaking of music, I heard the I heard Jeff make a. Uh, oh, they were talking about Navy running the ball, and Marty Fuhrer said. They got born to run playing down here, and that's exactly what the midshipmen do, run the football. And Jeff said something like, never a bad time to hear the boss. <laughs> so they were doing... I, I am impressed that he knew what that song was. They were doing musical references on the uh, the broadcast. Speaking of music, let's talk football and more now with the voice, Jeff Charles. He joins us on the Fixed NC Live line on this Thanksgiving Eve. Jeff, how you doing? Clip, I'm doing great. I'll tell you what, uh, this is the most I've seen for a pirate football game, I think, in a long time. It's uh, it's huge, Jeff. Everybody's fired up for it, and hopefully we'll have a good crowd there. A shame, uh, obviously, some of the students will be away, but it, it does sound like a lot of people plan to be at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium coming up on Friday, and that's because the Cincinnati Bearcats roll into town, and if the season ended today, they would be in the college football playoff. And more than that, it's because these Pirates – are giving fans something to cheer about. And, and Jeff, we've had a lot of when is the last time, and that's the first time since uh, in this ECU football season. And i got to say, hearing your call, Jeff, on that field goal by Hohen Daffer, harkened me back to some great Pirate days of old. And uh, that was an old-school Jeff Charles call. So wanted to commend you on that. Uh, that was awesome, Jeff, that, that uh, Owen Daffer kick call that you had on Saturday. Well, if you can't get excited about that one, Clip, uh, you can't get excited about much of anything because, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, we go back in the archives a long way and, of course, to the 1991 season and some of the other really good seasons the Pirates have had and have had moments like that. 
it does seem like it's been a while, and it has been a while since we've had one uh, quite like that, but it was a special moment, and I just feel so good for Owen Daffer, and I just feel so good for the players and uh, then the coaches. I mean, these uh, men have put a lot of hard work and effort in this thing, and it's just been really fun to sit back and watch the fruits of their labor, you know, come to fruition now and, and see this football program back on track. And even win, lose, or draw coming up on Friday, it's still been an outstanding season. It's still been a year in which we'll look back and say 2021 was the year the pirate ship got back uh, to winning ways. And so, yeah, I kind of think they're playing with house money this week, Clip. And uh, not a whole lot of people, especially the national pundits, aren't giving them much of a chance here. But they're uh, they're not in the locker room with these guys, and they're not with these coaches and with these players on a day-to-day basis. And I can assure you that there's a belief in that locker room that they can go out and win the game on Friday. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just really good to see smiles on people's faces again, and it's uh, going to be a great afternoon on Friday. That it is, Jeff. And, and man, the, the defense has bailed out the offense a few times in 2021 and, and Blake Harrell's guys have have had a great year they like all pirate defenses in the past had issues stopping that navy option on saturday so it was great to see the offense for east carolina really step up take control and make plays when they had to and Holden Aylers is playing his best football as an east carolina quarterback had some huge connections to tyler sneed Uh, On fourth down, on the big bomb at the end of the game, that two-point conversion to C.J. Johnson. It's like every time they needed a play, Jeff, they got it down the stretch. They've done that quite a few times this year. This team doesn't flinch on fourth downs in the fourth quarter. So kudos to that that offense, Jeff, which we've talked about these last few weeks. They have really come on here late in the year and uh, and played well. Yeah, they really have, Cliff, but they don't panic. And I think it's because there's a lot of experience out there on the field now. This will be Holton's. 37th start coming up on Saturday. So he's been through the wars. There's not a whole lot that he has not seen. And he is playing as well as any quarterback in this conference for sure. I think it's just a great matchup on Friday between Holton and Desmond Ritter. They're both playing, you know, their best football of their careers. And this is the quarterback matchup on Friday. So there's going to be a lot of interest in that. But yeah, Sneed, especially Sneed and Holton Aylers just seem to have a great connection. And then, of course, as we all know, Holton and C.J. Johnson have played together for years, going back to their high school days at Conley. Omatosho has come on now, and he's had a really good year, too, and he's another one of Holton's favorite targets. And the running game has been good. And I think hats off, too, Cliff, to Steve Shankweiler, the offensive line coach, yeah. and the offensive line. Uh, those guys have been so banged up all year, and, and that's usually what happens to an offensive line during the course of of a season uh, you get guys banged up and they've had to move guys around they've had to probably use some players up front that they didn't expect to have to use and you know we we forget but uh, the two right tackles have, have been gone you know Bailey Malovic from day one and then Vanderlin who was playing well he's been gone for a number of weeks now so there's two guys two right tackles that uh, you know they were really counting on that they haven't even had a chance to play here of late so, you know, they've had to mix and match, and they've had to do a lot of different things up front, and I think the offensive line has continued to get better, and when you look at those guys, you see what they've been able to do for Keaton Mitchell and for Raji Harris. They both have really good years this year, and, of course, Keaton went over 1,000 yards last week, and Raji is just that banger. You just kind of know what you're going to get with him. So when you're winning games, Cliff, a lot of guys deserve credit on the offensive side of the ball, as, as you mentioned. And, yes, it's fun to see the offense become productive. It's fun to see 
Donnie Kirkpatrick, who has been uh, maligned by some Pirate fans over the years. It's fun to see him now uh, put his stamp on this offense. And, you know, when you look at the stats in this conference, I mean, offensively, the Pirates are really good in this conference. So, you know, it's just good to see that everything started to come together for these guys. Jeff Charles joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. He'll be on the call Friday, 3.30, as East Carolina takes on Cincinnati. And, Jeff, right now, man, I can't imagine if East Carolina was in that spot. The nerves, the talk, everything going on with it. That's uh, what Cincinnati's going through right now. Luke Fickle and Desmond Ritter say they can say they don't watch the, the, the playoff shows and the polls and, and listen to it and all that, but you know they're going through it right now. And that's a lot of pressure on them. Not only do they have to win this week, they got to beat uh, Houston next week and then maybe still get more help. We'll see if they want to get to a college football playoff. But as you said, Jeff, house money on the Pirates side, ton of pressure on the Cincinnati side, and then we'll see how they handle that on uh, Friday. Well, there's no doubt about that, Cliff. That's why a good start for the Pirates, I think, is a big key in this game coming up on Friday. Uh, if you're East Carolina, you want to hang around in the game, and, uh, you know, we talk about this oftentimes in basketball when there are upsets. Uh, the team that's the underdog, is they can, they can hang around, there's a lot of pressure, you know, on the other team, and that's what I think we're going to have on uh, Friday with Cincinnati if, Let's say we go into halftime and it's 14-14, come out in the third quarter, and, and the Pirates are right there with them going into that fourth quarter. There will be a lot of pressure on Cincinnati. And let's face it, they've had some near misses. Uh, they just got by Tulsa, and the uh, Navy gave them a good game too. So, I mean, they're not invincible. Uh, the Pirates are capable of winning this game. And so, you know, again, I think the Pirates will have a great game plan uh, for Cincinnati. I know that Coach Houston and his coaches have been burning the midnight oil all week, and they've, they'll come up with a good game plan. Now it's up to the players to go out there and execute, and these kids are playing with a lot of confidence. So oftentimes, Cliff, you hear a team that's a, an underdog that's got a puncher's chance. Well, that's what I look at East Carolina on Friday. I think East Carolina's got a puncher's chance to win this game on Friday. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, a uh, big homestand coming up for ECU basketball. Four straight home games before they head to Charlotte to take on the Liberty Flames. It'll start Saturday, 1 o'clock against Coppin State. And looking forward to the uh, rematch versus Old Dominion. That one got chippy down there in Myrtle Beach last week. And we'll uh, we'll see the two teams get together again next Tuesday. So I'm excited for that one. Tim Crafts, Gardner-Webb Bulldogs coming to town as well. And North Carolina A&T. So, Jeff... Uh, not that you're not, you know, ever busy, but you're going to be double busy coming up soon with everything going on. Are you going to be on the call uh, Saturday after Friday's football game? Well, of course, we <laughs> uh, we will be there, and uh, it'll be nonstop basketball, of course, uh, from here on out until the Pirates go to uh, a bowl game. And you know, I think we'll we'll see a bowl game uh, as far as uh, the selection, maybe in the next few days, Cliff. Uh, I don't think, and I asked John Gilbert this point blank the other day. On the air, I said, are you, are you going to have to wait until after the championship game uh, next Saturday in the AAC? And he said, not necessarily. So we can hear something, I think, you know, in a matter of days uh, as far as where East Carolina is going to play in a bowl game. So that will make December exciting. There will be, of course, a lot of football talk in the month of December, which we have not had around here, as you know, Clip, for a long time. So, yes, uh, it's going to be busy, but that's the way we like it. And I'm looking forward to seeing the Pirates play in person again on Saturday. And I'm glad you mentioned it. If folks don't know, the original schedule said uh, 4 o'clock 
for uh, the Coppin State game, but that game's been moved up now to one, so please make that adjustment. One o'clock on Saturday for the tip-off uh, with Coppin State. Juan Dixon is the head coach at Coppin State. Oh, yeah. brought his team in here before, and Juan Dixon was a, a great college player, and he played seven years in the NBA, and he's done a nice job there, so they'll be coming into town. Their, their athletic director at Coppin, by the way, Clip, is a guy by the name of Derek Carter, and when I was at Virginia Tech, Derek Carter was a football player at Virginia Tech. In fact, he was one of their all-time outstanding defensive backs, and he usually comes with the basketball team. So I look forward to seeing Derek on Saturday as well. For putting together a team, Jeff, of uh, opposing coaches for East Carolina this year, we already got Justin Gray. We'll add Juan Dixon. We'll put Penny Hardaway out there. We could field a pretty darn good basketball team with these guys. Yeah, I'll tell you what, they all look pretty good, too. (laughs) All out there and it's still play clip, but you're exactly right. So, yeah, there have been a lot of guys uh, who have been college players, you know, have gone on now to, to college coaching, I think probably more so now than, than what we've seen in, in past years. I mean, you look at the Jawan Howards at yeah. Michigan and look at the job that he has done up there. And I just saw Jerry Stackhouse and uh, Jeff Capel are facing off tonight, Jeff, a couple of 90s ACC guys. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're all over the place. I, I think a lot of these guys have their hearts in the right place. I know Penny Hardaway does. I mean, he really wants to help these kids, and I think they feel a little bit of a responsibility to, to give back, especially if they're at their alma mater, but if they're not, you know, to give back to, to young guys who are just starting their college basketball career. So that says a lot for those guys. Jeff, real quick on the bowl thing. I heard your interview with the representative from the military bowl on the broadcast on saturday and and boy if you want to feel good about your team just talk to one of those guys he was uh raving about the pirates uh being back and how excited he was and and the fan base and he's going to say that about every school but i think he genuinely means that he uh he means it when he talks about east carolina um do, do you think military bowl is the front runner do you have any inkling on where uh the pirates might be going bowling i don't know i really don't know clip uh i'm not really privy to those conversation so I'm, I'm not really sure i think the military bowl would be good i think a lot of pirate fans would love to go to myrtle beach uh, i think you probably won't play maybe as high a profile team if you go to myrtle beach and of course uh, the military bowl has an acc tie which east carolina fans uh, would enjoy but you know it's it's going to be cold i mean let's face it it's going to be cold in, in annapolis it's going to be cold in boston if it's at fenway park and and, you know, I know in looking at this over the years, uh, there's a lot of horse trading that goes on with these bowls, and it sometimes comes down to the 11th hour, and, and teams will get together with bowls, and, and, you know, there will be a lot of discussion about how we can make this work and make it work for the bowl and make it work for the fan bases. So, you know, I think all of that stuff is on the table right now, Cliff. I think there are a lot of possibilities out there. Uh, one of them is, the military bowl is waiting to see if Virginia Tech can beat Virginia on a Saturday, and perhaps it could be a Pirate Hokie matchup at the military bowl. I mean, that's been out there for a few days. I don't know if there's a whole lot of validity to that, but if that would be the case, Virginia Tech would have to win Saturday because they only have five games uh, on the win column. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of stuff going on. I know, I know the Dowdies, the uh, the supporters of ECU would love to have sometime the Pirates in Orlando at the Cure Bowl because they are very involved in the Cure Bowl. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl could be another possibility. I think it's just a lot of stuff out there right now. 
Jeff, uh, great to talk with you. Hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Been asking everybody, so we'll ask the voice. What's your go-to side dish, Jeff, at the Thanksgiving table? What do you have to have on uh, Thursday? Well, I don't eat very much uh, stuffing, but uh, I, I do like it on the Thanksgiving. Like once a year, it tastes pretty good, and I always like to have a little bit of pumpkin pie too, Clip. All right, there's the voices go-tos on a Thanksgiving Thursday. Jeff, appreciate you joining us. We will check in with you coming up on Saturday on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, uh, and I uh, hope we can get you in studio Saturday and talk some football with you, Jeff. Yeah, we'll be there, what, 11.30, Clip? Yes, sir. That's it. Okay. We will see you then. Thank you, Jeff. Saturday. All right. Thank you, Cliff. And, of course, I mean Friday, and you'll hear me say Saturday in the next interview that I recorded with Jeff Nadeau as well. But we will be here Friday, 11.30 a.m. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and Jeff knows what day the game is, so he'll be here with us as well. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. What does the big man on campus, Jeff do? think about the East Carolina-Cincinnati line? We'll talk about that, some other college football, and some college hoops. When we return, more to go. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear ENC.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is clip rock all right couple of scores on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard uh, have you seen what houston is doing to oregon today taking out some frustration after losing to wisconsin yesterday houston is up 46 to 19 against oregon uh, so they are taking it to the ducks in the maui invitational right now in the battle for atlantis connecticut Boy, UConn looks good with Danny Hurley. They lead Auburn 52-39. to That one, 16 minutes left to go in the second half. So a couple of scores. You got games going on all day long. I didn't watch uh, Gonzaga-UCLA last night, but the Zags took it to the Bruins, uh, I believe. So we'll keep you up to date on what's going on right here on the Buccaneer Music Hall School Board presented by DaBuck. DaBuck. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's head out to the Fixed NC Live Line. Uh, we're doubling down on gambling talk today because Jeff Nadeau couldn't join us on Tuesday, but he joins us today to uh, talk Pirates, Bearcats, and more. Big man, how you doing? Same to you, Clip, and uh, I wish all the people at Pirate Radio, you, and uh, all the listeners, I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. We appreciate that, Jeff. Good call last week. It was tough to ride with you. And, in fact, I didn't ride with you. I bought it down to three, had ECU minus three against Navy. I got the push. Uh, you saw the scenario where it was just a tough spot for East Carolina, and Navy ended up uh, getting the win ATS. But the Pirates come out of there with a victory and uh, sets up a big game against Cincinnati coming up on Friday. So, Jeff, when you see that 14 number, uh, Cincinnati by 14, what do you think about the game coming up Friday here in Greenville? Here in Greenville. Well, it's tough. Uh, I will say I, I was so happy with uh, the young kicker for East, uh, for sorry for uh, for East Carolina that 
you know, just nailed that kick. I mean, that's not an easy kick to make with all the pressure on you uh, in that stadium. I didn't want to see it go to overtime because that's where dogs go to die uh, generally. But, yeah, great win, uh, and, you know, it worked out. But as far as this game's concerned, um, you know, I, I think I can make a case for both sides. Uh, I'm not going to really, though, make a strong case for, for Cincinnati, though. I, I think Cincinnati is a team that has a lot of pressure as well, and I think this line is – really kind of disrespectful. I mean, ECU has played super well. Um, they've won one, uh, five, four or five games in a row. They're bowl eligible. Um, they're trying to get to, what, a seven wins, eight wins? Eight wins, Jeff. Looking for an <laughs> eight and four season. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Oh, you have a huge game. It's a home game. You have an, an undefeated team coming in, uh, and your job is to ruin the party. And, look, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they'll win, but, you know, hey, stranger things have happened. This has been a, a Cincinnati group that has had a lot of trouble with beating subpar opponents. They have had issues. South Florida was a tough game. Tulsa was a tough game. Navy was a tough game. Um, I know they did what they wanted against SMU last week, but ECU's got a better defense. They can keep the ball on the ground and keep it away uh, from, um, from, from Desert Ritter and that offense. I've said before, I'm not in love. With Cincinnati's offense, they have no vertical threat that I worry about. Uh, when your best receiver is your tight end, I think there's a way to beat you. I would gladly take 14. I would try to get 14 and a half here. I don't want to lose on a uh, on a 14, but um, I think this is like a, a you know 38-28 type of game. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I don't know if it's uh, it's loyalty at this point, but I'm I'm riding with the Pirates here plus the points. Uh, coming up on Friday. Jeff, you got so many rivalry games coming up this weekend. The the big one in the big house, Ohio State, Michigan, Egg Bowl, Bedlam, Civil War, all that. Uh, what what uh, are you looking at for this college football slate that you're interested in this weekend? Well, I actually was curious, Clip. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this uh, real quick. Okay. It, this is surely the biggest game in like 10 years at ECU, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, we had. Um, uh, it's probably the biggest since Pat White and West Virginia came in here. East Carolina started the 2008 season with a win over Virginia Tech. Next week, hosted top 10 West Virginia, beat them. It got the Pirates all the way up to number 13 in the polls. Uh, that's probably, and that's 2008, Jeff, so we're going back a long ways there. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, Clip. I remember the fir- one of the first shows I ever did with you, I think I called that NCA and T would beat East Carolina <laughs> in an August game in like 2017, and now I'm here with you uh, on one of the biggest games they've ever had. So yeah. it's it's interesting, and I'm happy for that fan base that you know I've been able to kind of watch it. I've always had kind of a soft spot for, for this team since, and, and this, uh, uh, you know, school in general since I started working with you guys. Um, as far as the rest of the card, um, you know, really make sure you're looking into situations and, and what teams have ahead of them uh, this week. Um, you know, one of the games that I kind of uh, wanted to, to, to get involved with was, uh, where was it? Oh, Utah State. Okay, I like this team a lot. Um, I've kind of lived and died with them the last two weeks. I had them last week. They got crushed by Wyoming. But the week before, they came through for me. And, you know, this is a New Mexico team clip that, like the Duke Blue Devils, it seems like, uh, this group has completely quit. Um, they have been absolutely horrific recently, um, have had no success. They've gotten blown out in seemingly every game, even lost to a pretty bad UNLV team by 14. Um, you know, just just dreadful. Uh, I think Utah State's going to be pissed off after last week. Uh, Utah State's still a team that 
uh, is very much alive in the conference uh, win type of thing, the, the, the mountain uh, division. I think they're all tied, uh, Air Force, Utah State, and Boise. So a big game here. I think they take it to a bad New Mexico team. Uh, they have a really good offense and should be pissed off after last week. I also will say, you know, I think Michigan, Ohio State, uh, you know, I'd be hard-pressed to think that Michigan can hang in this game. But I will make this case. When you look at what Ohio State's been able to do recently, look, I have a lot of, um, you know, it's it's terrific. They they can move the ball. They're very good offensively. But Michigan's a whole different animal, okay? And I'll tell you something about Michigan that we haven't seen in years past. Under Dom Brown, they were very blitz-heavy. They would leave corners and safeties on islands. Not this year. Um, I think they have what it takes to hang in this football game. They can run the ball as long as Cade McNamara does not make mistakes. This could be the year Michigan could take a shot and win this. It's been a special year for Harbaugh and crew. It would be really a cherry on top to beat their bitter rival at home. What a beautiful game this is going to be. I think Michigan has a shot. Hmm. All right. Big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau here. Jeff, uh, this is interesting. Just saw this. Uh, There is a line, and and I see it posted places, but I never see it like available um where i'm looking at numbers but there is a line for december 4th 407 p.m georgia alabama in the sec championship a look ahead line and it has georgia as a four point favorite total at 52 uh any early thoughts we'll dive into it more next week jeff but any thoughts on that number well you know i've said before i I think this is the greatest one of the greatest defenses i've ever seen at this level um I think if I'm Charleston Southern last week, I put a lot of stock in the fact that we scored seven points against that team. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's pretty incredible. I mean, that level of talent. But, yeah, I mean, I guess the question I'd have for, for, for Georgia is, you know, they have not seen an offense anywhere close to this all season. And that's one thing I will say about this defense. They have played uh, a joke of a schedule. <laughs> I mean, the toughest you know, team they've played offensively is probably – I don't know, Tennessee or Arkansas. I will say that, and, and those Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, they have got into the 40s on other teams this year. So, uh, yeah. and against uh, mortal defenses, they can put up points. I mean, I I, I agree. They're, they're not Ohio State or anything like that. But, uh, no, nah, Georgia, Georgia is head and shoulders, dead defense. The best since, like, I don't know, Bama a few years ago or whatever. I mean, it's been incredible. And remember, you know, Alabama is significantly better offensively than Georgia, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think, to me, it's a neutral site game. Um, This is telling me that, you know, at Georgia Stadium, they would be a a small favorite. I think there's probably a little value at plus four in Alabama. I I think it's a close game. I'll gladly take above a field goal. Well, I think Georgia's defense is really good. You know, you know, and look, they did good against those offenses. You're, you're, you're right. But I think Alabama is a totally different animal. Uh, Alabama with, you know, Bryce Young and, and Brian Robinson and, and John Mechie and all, all these, they're just, they're really dynamic. And with some time to prepare for, for Nick Saban, I'll take four. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, let's dive into some college basketball. Great time of the year, Feast Week. you got the Maui going on. You've got my favorite tournament with that weird lighting, Battle for Atlantis. Great finish earlier today. Michigan State beating uh, Loyola Chicago. So what are you looking at today uh, hoops-wise, big man? Uh, well, look, I mean, there's a lot 
of of stuff to, to wet your whistle with. You mentioned the tournaments. I'm not a huge fan of those. Um, I think you know they're exciting and, and whatever. But I think when it comes to value, I kind of look elsewhere. You know, there's a couple that jumped out. You know, I think Baylor is significantly better than Arizona State. I know this is one of those tournaments. I believe this game is in Florida. Um, I was surprised to see this game at at twelve, twelve and a half. You know, Arizona State is not good offensively. Uh, defensively, I think they're going to have major issues here against, to me, one of the best offensive teams in the country in Baylor. They're long, they're athletic, they're just as good as they were last year. It may be a little bit of a downtrodden group since of uh, some of their guys left, Davion Mitchell, but look, they're still very good. Arizona State's without Marcus Begley. Um, they've been real banged up. Uh, I, I don't know if they have the guns to really run with Baylor here. I don't really mind laying this type of number. I also... Um, saw a, a game with Ohio State and Florida. I, I think this is a pretty good spot to back Florida. I'll keep saying the clip. I think Florida's going to be really good this year. I, I think they're right up there with Kentucky and Alabama in the SEC. They're really long and lengthy. Um, they're really experienced, one of the top 20 offensive, uh, as far as experienced teams in the country. They have a ton of length, a lot of athletic kids. Really went out and hit the transfer market hard, and they did it well. Colin Castleton is an elite big. Um, I think he can handle um, uh, the big Liddell for, for Ohio State. I just think Ohio State will struggle here at the guard positions. Florida's had an ability to really kind of bother these, not lower level, but lower tier guards. I don't love Ohio State's guard play. I think Florida's a better team. I laid one and a half with, with the Gators here against Ohio State. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, a little shorter on time today. Anything else you want to get into? Uh, we'll reconvene on Saturday during the Bud Light pregame tailgate, but anything else you're looking at today? No, really just looking to, uh, you know, kind of uh, get through this this period. This is a, a real volatile time in, in betting, particularly in college basketball. So just trying to keep my head above water, enjoy the holiday. And, uh, you know, I obviously have this fight to, to, to worry about as well. I had a, a clip, I had a camera following me around yesterday. That's why I wasn't on the show. I had to, I, I was shooting all these different um, things and uh, just a lot of going on right now. Yeah, looking forward to that. We'll uh, keep posted on uh, Jeff Nadeau's social media on Twitter at Jeff NADU. You can get all his picks, uh, his, his premium picks on patreon.com slash BMOC and check out the sit down podcast if you're into mafia history. And Jeff, uh, like I said, we'll talk to you on Saturday. What's, uh, what's the big man's go to side dish on the Thanksgiving spread? What are you looking forward to tomorrow, Jeff? Uh, well, you know, Clip, I'll, I'll kind of say something that, you know, maybe it's a lame thing to say, but I, I enjoy the entire plate, to be honest. I, I it's, it's one of those meals you have once a year. I don't go around eating uh, turkey and, and stuffing and all that kind of stuff every night, um, you know, especially now with how I eat. But, you know, I really look at Thanksgiving as, as an enjoyable holiday. I like Thanksgiving because there's no gifts or anything like that. I, I just like the entire thing, you know, the gravy, the, the turkey, the the different things on the sides. And I know I generally don't like to pick and choose because I know everyone has different things at, at Thanksgiving, but we're pretty traditional as far as at least for Thanksgiving. We have a very traditional meal. So I'll just kind of say I enjoy it all. Um, I'm a big pumpkin guy. I enjoy pumpkin pie. I think that's a, a tasty treat at the end. So, all right. yeah, I, I enjoy the holidays. You know, as you get older, Clip, I think you really appreciate holidays. Because, Definitely. You know, I'm 32 now. I know you're a bit older than me, but a little older, not much. But yeah, you really appreciate seeing your family. You know, we all have our own lives, and you know, I know eventually there'll be a time where I, where I won't be able to do this. So I think you have to try to kind of um, 
appreciate all that and it's a good holiday for yeah well said jeff jeff i uh, appreciate it as always thankful for you and your picks and uh we'll reconvene on saturday man look forward to it happy thanksgiving club appreciate it and make that Friday. We'll talk to Jeff on Friday at 12.30. 11.30 a.m. is our kickoff time on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. 3.30 kickoff at Dottie Ficklin Stadium between the Pirates and the Bearcats. Where does Wager McGee lean uh, for that game coming up on Friday? We'll talk about that. And all the rivalry action going on this weekend in college football. Maybe see if he's got anything in college hoops. Uh, We'll talk about it all. NFL, all that. When we return on Pirate Radio Live, we'll get you ready for your Thanksgiving sports weekend after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Villa Verde on 10th Street and Villa Verde Dose by the hospital are open for you uh, and serving unique and healthy dishes from the Dominican Republic. Order online at myvillaverde.com or the Villa Verde app. Order a family meal that feeds six to seven people and they'll have it ready for curbside pickup today. Whether it's dine-in or takeout, Villa Verde is a platform for good. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday and still a lot to get to. Troy D will be alongside in, at five o'clock and we'll talk to Bryce Williams coming up at 5.30. Get his thoughts on ECU Cincinnati. We'll go Pirate Radio Outdoors and more. Bryce will join us on the phone today on the show. We'll also make you a winner. Our last uh, booty bag giveaway of the week coming up in the five o'clock hour wager mcgee joins us inside the pirate radio studios for hour number two wager good to see you again how you doing clip good seeing you sorry say that again clip good seeing you thank you uh first of all you owe me and everyone an apology for football team uh no for texting me during the maxion last week but we ended up winning that we game. talked about that during the show last week and you, you said something to the effect of just giving out winners again. Your listeners should be thankful. And then Buffalo scored 14 straight points like that. Yeah. Like, why do you do that? I don't just to make it a little more of a you know not having a sweat. Is it too easy for yeah, you? Yeah, it's too easy. You got to have a sweat that comes down to everything. I mean, a game that just is a winner from the very beginning, like a rocking chair winner, whatever they call it. I mean, that was not one of those. It went the, to overtime. What's the fun with that? I know, and then they fumbled the ball into the end zone on third down or something. It would have been, it would have gone to the two point conversions, and I think we would have been uh, in in bad shape there. Um, uh, we did get. I, I haven't, I haven't texted you since, except for like Monday when I was like, "Hey, I, I'm not out of town. Do you need me?" And you know? I said, "Of course I do. That's I always it. need you." 
Yes, thank you. Somebody does, and then so yeah, I'll, I'll never text you about a game ever again. Yeah, right. So. You said that last. You said that last week. It's gonna. It's <laughs> you said it last week, and then a few hours later, tomorrow you're texting in the middle of a game at the at the. You can't help yourself at the dinner, the Thanksgiving dinner table when you go around because I know your family probably does that, and you have to say one thing you're thankful for. You can be like, I'm thankful that Wager doesn't text me during the games anymore. <laughs> that could yeah, be right. Your thankful. All right, but we got the win. You are Mister. Mac, congratulations. I was very sad to see there's no Mac games. R.I.P. Yeah, Mac. And I think the, the title game used to be on Friday nights. It was kind of a standalone Friday night, which would be next Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be Thursday or Friday or not, but um, still a little bit of... Uh, there's a, there's one or two games on Saturday. Yeah, uh, there's still got to be more to play because they only played two last night, right? Yeah, Northern lost last night. I didn't check the standings. I don't know if Northern is in or if they... I, 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 Miami uh, here Wolf. we go. We got Friday night match. You know, Ohio Bowling Green, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan coming up Friday night. I like. I, I always lean Eastern. I saw they were getting eight, eight and a half, or something like that. And the chips, uh, both of them have been scoring machines. So I would lean unless the weather is bad. I'd look at the over in Eastern plus eight and a half. All right, good call on Navy last week. You had the four, the three and a half, whatever it was, three and a half. And we got and lucky. Mean, we said we we hoped ECU won. You said Pirate Radio. We hoped that but, into existence. But I'm catching those points. So yeah, uh, yeah I was. I I think Jeff Nudu was just saying the same thing. Very happy that the the kid made the long field goal and didn't go to overtime because I know in that points when uh, things happen bad. So especially if you're three and a half. I didn't want to go to overtime because I had. Who did Air Force play last Friday night? Uh, Nevada, maybe? Yeah, I think they did play. And I had Nevada, and they had a nice comeback. I was fired up. They went to overtime. And then they got touchdown, touchdown, touchdown two, touchdown two, and went into that triple overtime. Yep. And the last thing I want to see is an option offense. They are they are built to get two yards, right? Yeah. So they they of course won it in triple overtime. Air Force did. I didn't want to get Navy in that situation. And think about that. More additional blocks to cut blocks to your knees. That's the last thing you want. That's true. It's senior day. I, I think Army's in the same spot with Liberty to jump ahead. I love Army plus three and a half because Liberty just played Lafayette run based team and got destroyed. Now they're at home and they you know Freeze is probably looking at other jobs and Malik is talking about NFL and then here comes Army. It's going to run the ball. 80 times on them and chop their knees all the time on senior day. That's a horrible senior day. <laughs> I love Army in that game. All right. The wager already throwing yeah, out already one for throwing you. Throwing that one in. Uh, Cincinnati, minus 14, East Carolina. Cincinnati, all the pressure in the world on them. What do you think about this line for Friday? I, I think okay, well, we, yeah, we, we our segment, yeah. and I see other people's like, I just saw Troy, I think. He's like, I said if they beat Memphis and whatever. I think we talked about it like a month ago, right? We're like, everything's going to set up where Cincinnati's going to come in. It's going to be a big tweener game for them. ECU's going to have nothing to lose. And I love ECU. Um, I don't, the, the situation hasn't changed. I love the fact that after the big emotional ECU win at Memphis, that to get to a bowl game, right? Which was a stated goal before that. Almost yes. felt like the finish line to me. Yes. But and it was not. A lot of things went against them last week. The, yeah, I saw some of the penalties Pick and things like that. All those kick return. All those things. And they still fought through and got a win. That's a huge it's a huge it, it tells me a lot about the coach, a lot about the team. We'll talk about Oregon State because I think it's exactly the same situation. And they still fought and won that game. And since he's now number four, right? They were always going to be in that spot no matter what. It, it's there it, it doesn't matter. They were always going to be there, but They've got nothing. They just need to survive in advance. I love the 14. 
Absolutely, because since he just they don't need to run it up. They just need to win and get to Houston and try to win in Houston. But I love the points. I, I still think ECU's live. I think they can win it. I love the 14. That's 14 and a half at some spots. I think it could go over that. I mean, the last two years, last two times that Cincinnati has come here, 19, 46, 43 Cincinnati, and they were a 24-point favorite. Yeah. And then in, ni- in 17, it was 48-20 ECU, and Cincinnati oh, yeah. was a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So the game's here. Home team's 5-0 and against the spread, the last five in this. You get the fake punt in the fourth quarter revenge game, all that stuff that is just now ECU's got something to focus on. They can't get to a championship game. This is it, though. This is like, you call it like kind of a quasi, you know, champion conference championship game. So I think, they, not that they're not going to be ready to play, but I love it. Cincinnati got up for one game last week. Great. It was senior day last week. Now they're in a sandwich looking forward to Houston. I love the 14. I still think they're live, can win straight up. And I like the over. All right. Uh, I'm with you there. All right. There are two college football games on Thanksgiving. Of course, the Egg Bowl, which we've seen before, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Who's watching Fresno, San Jose State? I mean, I guess if the Lions-Bears game really puts you to sleep, you can flip over <laughs> and watch that. But do you like any of these college games on Thanksgiving? I like Ole Miss. Oh, or I'm sorry, Mississippi State. This one, I think, falls into the unranked home favorite. favorite against the ranked team. And yep. this is the this is two years ago. This was the, uh, the urination... Per, uh, dog urination personal foul missed extra point game so uh it's the egg bowl it's just it's a, a long title for that game yeah yeah, yeah well whatever it. you know it's the same thing um but no i i i mean there's so many rumors about kiffin and miami or wherever is he going lsu wherever i wouldn't doubt that he's talking to some people or as people are talking to some people uh, corral's already announced that he's done he's this is good. last week was his last game well, they have the, they're not in the championship game. Yeah, they could win and get 10 wins. But this game, I, it feels like it's a letdown for Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. I think Vegas sees that. That's why the unranked team here is a favorite. So I like the home team in this. Mississippi State, I think it's – are they still minus one and a half? Well, I see two and a half. Two and a half. I kind of – here's a weird thing that we don't often say, especially with Ole Miss. I really kind of like the under 62 as well. The Ole Miss has played six straight unders. He's changed the way he plays. It's the big shoot it out, you know, open, quick offense. That just gets you beat and gets your defense Well, I remember tired. early in the year, Brandon Walker, the Mississippi State guy from Barstool, so he talks about him a lot. But he says, I mean, you think Mike Leach, you think a million points. But the, at least earlier in the year, I haven't looked at him lately, but they're more of a defensive team than they are an offensive team. So yeah. what kind of numbers have they been putting up offensively? I looked at their last Mississippi State, their last four SEC games – none of them have been lying total above 53 hmm. so you're adding 10 points here for what for Ole Miss for the perception that Lane that Lane is wide, wide open offense but it's not they played six straight unders and seven of the last eight have gone under and six of seven SEC games for Ole Miss have gone under so they're really slowing the tempo down so I, I do like the under there um, and but like stayed at home because a little bit more not that neither one it's a rivalry game it's a pick them but eh, kiffin corral could be a little bit distracted all right let's move on to friday uh you've got north carolina nc state and raleigh nc state still kind of playing for something they need to win and have wake forest lose to bc we think wake forest beats bc though right and none of this matters clemson or state yeah i don't i 
I don't think so. I mean, it, it wakes defense is wakes defense. I I, I would lean wake <clears throat> side there. But um, even if you don't think they cover, I don't even know what the line is. Five, five and a half. Oh, okay. But and that that tells me a little bit there too, right? That they played three straight really uh, Wake Forest. That is three straight really tough games. Just lost big to Clemson, but Boston College really hasn't. They played two good offenses that are anywhere in the top 100, right? Number 55, NC State, 54, Mizzou, and they scored 33 and 34 on them. And the best team that BC really arguably has played all year at home was NC State, or all year, and that was at home, and they lost 33-7 to to NC State. So I think Wake wins. How about uh, State Carolina? Anything on that one? I don't. I, I didn't put it in the write in the uh, write up. I, I guess I probably meant to check on Sam Howell's status there to see uh, if he plays. Now, <laughs> like I like Carolina to play really hard and be close, and would probably take the points in a rivalry game. Uh, but I don't know if he hasn't played and hasn't practiced much. Another rivalry game: uh, Washington State, Washington. What do they call that one? Remind Apple me. Cup. Ah, oh, yeah, Apple Cup. Yeah. Anything on that uh, Friday night? I would lean Wazoo, Washington, you know, the head coach. I think we I kind of mentioned that one last week. The head coach fired, head coach bounce. Lake and fire, am I right? Yeah, and they went to Colorado and were just flat. So I don't think they've got anything else for them. Um, and weirdly, I think Wazoo is still alive if Oregon State beats Oregon. I don't know who wins that tiebreaker, but it would be a three-way tie between Oregon washington state and oregon state and washington state beat oregon state but oregon state would beat washington or oregon yeah you could tell me any pac-12 teams in the championship and i wouldn't bat an eye well here's the thing i I mentioned earlier i love oregon state against oregon oregon season's done right they just lost they can't get in the playoffs yeah they can get in the rose bowl but i you know they were it's uh they just got crushed for getting in the playoffs and oregon state it's really it's a very similar situation to ECU. Hadn't had a winning season since 2013. We're so close to the bowl season when we jumped on board the Beaver bandwagon about three years ago. We're so close. They won their sixth game two weeks ago, just like Memphis, uh, or just like ECU when they when they beat Memphis two weeks ago. And then Oregon State again could have been flat. Their goal was like to get to a bowl game. Turn around, absolutely destroyed Arizona State at home last week. Oh yeah, probably their I best all around game, and that's. Arizona State team, probably the second best team in the league, right behind Utah. And then they're going to catch an Oregon team. If Oregon does win, then they're in a sandwich, right? They, they get to play Utah again next week and revenge there. I love Oregon State in this because, again, they had six win. They played their best game after that. Now they got a chance to win. And I don't know how the three-way tiebreaker will go, but I guess there's an outside chance that Oregon State's got to with a win here would have a chance to uh, get in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah. And they beat Utah. I think that's the only game that the... Yeah, they've beaten Utah. So if it's based off of, like, the other side, they've beaten Utah and they've beaten Arizona State. They just lost to Stanford, of all people, I think, and lost to Washington State. So I'm pulling for the Beavers. All right, Shirley, take us to break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the other rivalry games going on, the big one in the big house. And uh, see what else Wager has in his notes. We also got to get to some NFL at some point during this hour as well. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. More with Wager McGee when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk towns insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today now let's head back into prl here's clip rock all right auburn trying to get back in it here battle for atlantis auburn trailing by seven to connecticut 69 to 62 with 639 left to go in that one and my goodness kelvin sampson in houston up 74 to 42 on oregon 325 left to go uh houston getting some of that anger out for losing to wisconsin yesterday wisconsin plays at five o'clock against st mary's uh vcu and is buddy Beheim still at syracuse i think he is i think he's gonna think, be there yeah, forever i think so uh buddy and syracuse taking on vcu at five o'clock on the deuce later tonight xavier and iowa state at seven o'clock just a, a great night of college hoops florida ohio state at 8 30 uh baylor arizona state at 7 30 so great night of college basketball uh those scores and schedule presented by the buccaneer music hall scoreboard uh presented by da buck chandler da buck da buck thank you Wager McGee is here on a Wednesday. Wager, uh, let's go Michigan-Ohio State. Can Michigan keep it close on Saturday? I, I mean, I think they can maybe for a little while. I, I I kept looking at this and, you know, the Michigan pass defense. Obviously, we we kind of, I don't know, we predicted that bad, but talked about how Sparty was 130th, you know, worse, in, uh, worse against the pass in the country. So that we kind of saw that, that that game was coming a little bit. Um, <laughs> I took the... Uh, I took the over, oh, and yeah, Ohio State did, did more than their part. Yeah. And Michigan State did not participate. It was sad to see. Yeah, I, that's why I wonder if where we are with Michigan State's head coach, with all the rumors on on him as well. So not that he wasn't paying attention to that game last week, but anyway, I don't. I just go back to Harbaugh. I mean, I, I think I was on Michigan against Sparty, and then got reminded about Harbaugh versus top ten there. I mean, he's two and thirteen against top ten teams. I know he's getting eight, so he could still lose and still cover this thing. But two and thirteen against that, he's there. Michigan is one and seven straight up the last eight at home against Ohio State, and the, there's not even comparison on the offensive side. Defensive side, we're going to see. Everybody's already talking. We were talking about that a little bit. Ohio State against Georgia in the finals, offense against defense. Well, I mean, this is a really good Michigan pass defense. So, and if they if it is Wisconsin next week, Michigan's eight versus the pass. Wisconsin next week is six versus the pass. Georgia's three versus the pass. If Ohio State wins this, they're going to go through three of the top eight pass defense teams in the country. Eileen, hmm. I, I, Ohio State on the opposite end is 98th versus the pass. So, can Michigan keep it close? Yes, because their pass defense isn't great, but they're getting a lot better. I think some of those numbers from earlier in the season. I still lean Ohio State, my state, the way the offense is rolling. Um, I think over 64 as well, just because of the recent games there. 
that they've had the last two games at Michigan were 56-27 and 31-20. Michigan hasn't, and Harbaugh haven't been successful in stopping Ohio State. Anything in Bedlam? It looks like that number's going up on Oklahoma State side. I like Oklahoma State in that one. I mean, I think, you know, again, the report that that uh, Lincoln may already be agreeing to an LSU job. So where are we on that? What's Oklahoma paying for? Playing for? Ogie State's the best pass or the best defense in that in the in the league. They're nine and zero against the spread now. The last nine games. So I like Ogie State in that game. I'd love to see that there's some way for them making playoffs, but I don't think there is just because they're behind Notre Dame. So. All right, how about the Iron Bowl? Alabama, big favorites on the road. Kind of wish Bo Nix was playing in this game. I like home Bo Nix, not road Bo Nix. But uh, Bama, huge favorites over Auburn. Yeah, I, I have on this. I, I mean, by the way, I had South Carolina against Auburn last week, and yeah, they got down like fourteen to nothing, came back and won. What a year for uh, Little Beamer and South Carolina. But anyway, yeah, can Auburn bounce back this week? No. I, I mean, they're, they're not going to win. I mean, can they stay within 20? Maybe because Alabama defense is so bad. That's why the total number looks really low to me on this. 55? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with all of the other things and everybody having to make statements. Again, Alabama is a one-loss team. I know they're whatever they are, third in the polls. So. They played, what, Arkansas last week? Arkansas. How, how many did they score? Um, that was, but is their offense like as good as I don't think that I, I say it is like, I, I think their offensive line is a, is uh, 42, an, 35. Yeah. There's an issue. Like Bryce got sacked four times last week, every sec game. It seems like they're getting sacked three or four times. I think everybody should just save all their money and not spend it on Thanksgiving dinner and just go ahead and just hammer Georgia minus four for the SEC championship game. I don't know how the Alabama offensive line is going to block. That's why Alabama's not in the playoffs. For everybody that hates that, they're not. They're going to get destroyed by Georgia next week. And I'm an Alabama fan. I'm just realistic on that. Notre Dame, unfortunately, is the team that's going to sneak up into the four. And then we get the joy of watching Georgia beat Notre Dame 35-0 uh, for people that don't want to see Alabama there. there. There you go. That's your gift. I, I don't see how they're going to be able to block defense line of Georgia. But for this week, they'll do enough. Saban needs to they need it as, as they've been working on the pass offense they're going to score a lot of points they're scoring a lot of points right now and Bryce is just on fire the last two weeks 1850 yards 18 touchdowns sorry no, it last five games no interceptions last two weeks he's only had 11 incompletions I think they score 40 plus so I think our Bama team total is definitely in play here uh, against Auburn. Speaking of South Carolina a moment ago can they snap Clemson's winning streak in Whatever that is, the Palmetto Bowl. Is that the Palmetto Bowl? No, I don't know what they call it. I don't know. Civil L- War, Low Country Boil Bowl. I <laughs> Low Country Boil Boil. I, I mean, how they how South Carolina came back and won with their six string quarterback last week is pretty amazing. I don't see how they're going to score very much on on Clemson and South Carolina's run defense isn't great. The Palmetto Series, okay, maybe. Um, all right i got it i was joking i, got I mean they got here's the good thing for south carolina you're at home you got nothing to lose because you're in a bowl game now and clemson's gonna be well it's sold out too i like that that's, that's a night game right this is a 7 30 game yeah, yeah I like so will clemson be affected they're gonna know what happened to to bc right or in bc wake because that's State. at noon yeah. are they in are they out i mean I, I think the line will move a little bit based on that but I can't see South Carolina really stopping the run here, and I don't know if they're going to have much success uh, throwing the ball. So I would lean Clemson minus the points, but if 
they're already thinking of the ACC championship the next week, it could uh, could affect them a little bit. All right, Dan Mullen out. Does that affect Florida State, Florida? Do they rally? Do they quit? I don't care about that game at all. If you don't have anything, let's move on. No, I don't. I mean, all right, let's move on. Yeah. All right. What else do you have? Because we uh, we'll wrap up this segment. Yeah. We talked. About, we talked about Army. Uh, I love love that one. Nebraska. Um, it falls into that. I think they're a pick or a small home favorite against Iowa. So in the Heroes Trophy Bowl, I would look at uh, Nebraska at home, who's actually the offense is playing really well right now, um, and they're six and one against the spread. Well, yeah. Well, sorry, you can't turn your head. Madness in the Auburn UConn game. I got Auburn. They're making a uh, frantic rally here, down three with three forty-five left. I'm sorry. Uh, Love Cal against UCLA. UCLA is off that big win against USC. Cal um, is actually the best defense along with Utah in the Pac-12, and they've got a better rush defense. They're twenty-fourth against the rush. So UCLA is going to have a much tougher game and off of that USC game. It might be a little bit of a letdown in Cal. Weird game. Their USC game got pushed back to next week. So Cal can win the next two and get into uh, get into uh, a bowl game. I do think their head coach at Cal, those uh, Justin Wilcox, is being mentioned, some head coaching jobs. So, but the last two weeks played great. 41-11 win last week, and then 39-25 over Oregon State the week before that. I, I kind of think Cal's live just like uh, uh, Oregon State is. And I, we've kind of been on both these teams, but I like North Texas plus, it was 12. It sounded 10 and a half at home against UTSA. They need it for a bowl win. They Did won. UTSA end up winning last week? Yeah, on that last the oh, last yeah, yeah. play yeah, of yeah. the game. So now they're looking ahead to Zappy and, and Western Kentucky in the Conference uh, USA Championship game next week off that big win. Got to go on the road to Denton. Uh, North Texas won four straight games. And North Texas is actually, it's surprising how how good they are they are where is it are they power Sorry. six uh capable because they're they're joining the aac wager so uh um, they're, they're fired up. oh that's right yeah it's <laughs> true this is um, a future american game you're talking about right now yeah yeah you can't discount that um <laughs> i where is it anyway I, I, somewhere i've got some stats here the north texas is actually much better uh against the run Sorry, fourth North Texas fourth best rushing team in the country, averaging 237 yards a game. So I think they'll get they'll like pound the ball just like UAB did. I think they can hang around in that game a little bit um, with uh, with being a down spot. Back to Oklahoma, Okie State a little bit last game ever between those two in the Big 12, as you mentioned about teams leaving. So that's a big deal. They may play again, but well, they're, they're not, not leaving after this season, are they? Yeah, they are. They're all like Lee, Oklahoma and Texas are both leaving this year. You sure? Yeah. Okay. So I like K State plus three at Texas too. I can't imagine that with nothing to play for that there's going to be a big crowd there. Uh, K State gets to send Texas out as a with a, a loss at the end of the year as well. All right. Um, I just don't. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I think they're leaving the. You think? I think. I think that there's still more years that they're going to play. I don't think so. Notre Dame minus 19, <laughs> hammer that. Notre Dame's in the playoffs. They're, they'll they'll, they'll be, be the four seed. When Alabama loses, Notre Dame's the four seed. Georgia, Notre Dame, 1-4. Um, and then we get Ohio State-Cincinnati, like we talked about. Ohio State and Georgia will both be like 17-point favorite in those semifinals. I like BYU minus 6.5-7 against USC as well. Interim head coach, nothing to play for off that loss. 
Uh, USC is the 93rd ranked total defense in the country in their 96 versus run. BYU is big and physical, so they'll they'll pound the ball at them. And actually, BYU has played the most impressive schedule that people probably haven't figured out. And they played everybody in the in the Pac-12 South. They played they played Utah, they played Arizona State, and they won those games. Yeah. Um, so they beat Arizona, Utah, Arizona State. Now they get a chance to to beat USC. They only lost to Boise and they lost to Baylor. The only two losses. So uh, played a really good team, and the offense is coming around late in the year here. Next week we can do some FCS uh, playoff lines. Oh yeah, uh, November twenty seventh. They'll get that underway. And the two games, weird games. I know we gotta go on. This, yeah, we so. gotta move along. Syracuse. Uh, I like kind of like Syracuse plus thirteen over Pitt. Take the over every the last year last week of the season for syracuse always seems to be like high scoring shootouts including 16 when these two teams played in football and it was 76 61 and then paul bunyan's axe i kind of like minnesota to throw that side up a little bit maybe maybe beat wisconsin or hang around and that total seems really low as well uh with both teams last year combined for 650 plus yards and right now a total of 39 unless they're expecting just a huge snowstorm in uh minnesota but i kind of like the gophers and the uh over there if they win i don't know who it'll be a three-way tie between minnesota wisconsin and maybe iowa but i don't know if iowa beats nebraska so all right um redbeard asking uh what are your sources wager that oklahoma and texas are leaving after this season um i don't know the internet and so it's got to be right right i'm pretty sure that they moved that up and they were trying to go ahead and jump once they announced big 12 wanted them out so all right are you not finding it i i just i don't think so i don't think i've heard that i could have missed that but i don't know all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll talk nfl uh what does wager think about the football team monday night against seattle how about the panthers Taking on the Dolphins, Cowboys on Thanksgiving. We'll talk about the NFL action going on with Wager McGee when we return. Got a good one in Atlantis as Auburn hits the three to take a two-point lead with 2.35 left to go. What a comeback by Bruce Fake Tan Pearl and the Auburn Tigers. We'll be back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You work hard for your money and at Carolina Wealth Management we believe that your money should work hard for you. Do you know if it is? To learn more about your investment portfolio go to MyCarolinaWealth.com to schedule a free consultation. That's MyCarolinaWealth.com Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Clip Brock. Alright, I just saw Ian Rappaport say that Alvin Kamara has been ruled out of the Thanksgiving night game against the Bills. Also, Wager, during the break, Wager McGee here, we just saw that uh, C.D. Lamb is leaning towards playing on Thursday against the Raiders. So, uh, let's start there. Thanksgiving football, NFL, <laughs> Lions-Bears is as bad as it gets. 
Cowboys Raiders isn't much better the way the Raiders have been trending. And then Bills Saints, every team playing on Thanksgiving lost last week. Yep. Do you like anything? I, I don't I don't really love any of it. I would lean I I, I kinda like the Andy Dalton's playing for the for the Bears, so because I think that um that uh game plan probably fits a little bit more and it's kind of what they did last week but i you know who knows but that, i would say that detroit is 31st versus run so that's why i think the bears can win by controlling the, the clock and run the ball um i think cooper's still out cooper is definitely out but cd lamb helps a little bit there i, I could see both teams just yeah both teams coming off horrible offensive games last time dallas did that though they put up 43 the next week at home against atlanta i would expect them to have a really good game versus a vegas team that is uh is not great vegas was the number one over team in 2020 how are they doing this year with that probably pretty well i would think yeah well they they didn't get over last week because they couldn't score i mean it was almost there and like you're saying the Bengals did their part so they didn't get um, over in the uh chiefs game probably unless the chiefs uh they actually did not when it was 41 14 so barely it was total 54 uh two of the last three have gone under the giants game was 23 16 but they were one of six in the red zone that game uh chiefs went over because the chiefs and then last week it was 44 total of a 51 but the Bengals scored uh, 32 of those points before Cowboys that Cowboys team total over yes that's Let's what, uh, that's what that. we're saying um i the bills number one pass defense in the nfl so you can beat them on the ground that's what jonathan taylor and the colts did last week I, with no kamara no mark ingram the offensive line beat up i don't think the saints are going to be able to do that still those six points as a home dog i did see today too so that means you have to throw on them so number one pass defense on one side for the bills trevor simeon of all the quarterbacks that are ranked is last in the nfl and in uh completion percentage 35th of all starting quarterbacks and that's guys like jacoby Brissett and everybody let's say uh, let's, let's just say the bills do one of their clobber fest on sunday on I, I think they could because again they look at the teams that are it can really score and are coming off horrible games that's one and they're kind of being forgotten a little bit they can come back out and make a statement national tv and they're the prime time game i think dallas does the same the first game is i mean who who cares on that one but all right lean bears all right let's move on to sunday i'm hearing reports that uh superman is dead (laughs) chandler did you hear those reports yeah you did uh can he revive himself and the panthers down in miami i say yes wager says no no yeah i say no so i i think that was we had a nice little one week love fair there i don't understand why they're the wrong team's favored right why are they favored on the road here i just see a huge christian mccaffrey game in miami on sunday i mean i i don't know if that i mean he's still he's two games off of injury i i think you've got to you gotta have a a passing threat to be able to do that and chandler's right cam and and i guess the offense as a whole well more so cam cam didn't look that bad i mean their defense got exposed by taylor heineke like can the defense bounce back against miami they don't have a good offense well two actually is that i think they finally have figured out what works for him a little bit which then is opening up the offense and the passing game he's seventh in the nfl in, in completion percentage right now and then last week they had a really good game run the ball they're three and oh the last three straight up um and remember if cam's 
Cam's not going to beat him a whole lot with passing, right? He's going to run and all the other stuff. But they just played Lamar two weeks ago on that Thursday night game, they dropped dominated. the linebackers back or whatever, kind of like I don't know, played contain with Lamar, forced him to throw. They ran. He ran the ball nine times that night for like thirty yards. Had to throw up forty three times. Right. I think they play that same same style against Cam. Forces them to throw the ball, ball which kind of keeps uh, takes McCaffrey out of it a little bit. I, I love Miami. I don't know. I don't know why Carolina is favored on the road in this All game. Right. So. Well, likes Miami. I like the the Panthers in that one. Uh, head to head. The Patriots have just been a train, and hopefully you have been riding along on the tracks because. They have been awesome uh, winning and against the spread here in the last month plus. And they have the Titans, and that is a big number. And as a guy who's been on the Patriots side the last few weeks, I don't like it uh, against the Titans on Sunday. It seems as easy as the Falcons-Patriots game last Thursday, right? I mean, to me it does, just because it's it's the way they're playing that – they're kind of in a they're on a roll right now five and zero straight up and against the spread same thing it took a few games early in the year to figure out you know how, how best to use mac jones as a rookie I mean, there's only one other you can argue but i mean by, based on the numbers there's only one other quarterback in the nfl that's better than him and more efficient than him right now and that's kyler murray so max the number two he's number two in the nfl in completion percentage i, I think tennessee still in this their their whole thing was running the ball, opening things up, and the Patriots defensive line defense is playing so good. They're not able to run the ball without Derrick Henry, which then puts all the pressure on Tannehill, which we saw last week. I mean, they played well last week, even though they lost. They outgained the Texans four hundred and twenty to one hundred and ninety yards. Um and then still lost because he threw four interceptions. They have five turnovers. It seems too easy. I like New England. All right. Uh by the way, Auburn and UConn headed into overtime. In the greatest college ball, uh, college basketball game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, let's see, wager what else? Eagles Giants. I I lean Eagles. I don't know what the. By know. the way, I don't. This is like this is even stupid to talk about. I mean, we can talk about it, but like the NFL is so damn hard every week. It's not though. We talked. You got to get uncomfortable. That's what we talked about last week. Colts and Texans just seemed good and easy. Give me an uncomfortable week. pick. Pittsburgh plus three and a half. Jets plus two and a half at Houston. I loved it before Flacco was out with COVID. Now I don't love it. So that made no sense. Texans should never be a three-point favorite again. I may still do it, although Wilson is horrible. But why are the Texans favored? Here's why I love. Why are the Chargers favorites on the road? You just got to bring your – I mean, they're one and four against the spread the last five. They're two and three straight up, and their wins have been by three and four. And now they're going to Denver, who had the off week – and, yeah, yeah. And by the numbers and completion and how the offense is running, Teddy is a better quarterback than Herbert right now. He's number four in the NFL in, in percentage completion. Denver absolutely owns the series, too. They're 15-5 and five straight up the last 20, 7-1 straight up the last eight at home. Last time I we d- saw Denver, Teddy was not attempting to make a tackle in a bad loss. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Well, see, he's got two weeks to think about that. <laughs> the Chargers, hey, remember the Dallas game, though, two weeks or a week before that, though, and they ran, everything got set up with the running game, right? Who's the worst in the league against the run? The Chargers. Go Chargers. Chargers are 32nd in the run, and all 
Denver's done in this last week is sign their wide receivers to extension. So they're yeah. going to have a whole bunch of happy offensive receivers. All the running backs will be able to run free. I the Denver should be favored by two and a half. It's a five six point. I think the line's way off. So all right, the easiest bet. You sold me. me on that one. Yep. Uh, and you like the Steelers plus four and a half at Cincinnati? Yeah, I, I do. I, again, I, th- I don't know why we just think that Pittsburgh can't score in this game. I guess I, now I do get it that Pittsburgh is pretty bad against the run, and you know Chargers really couldn't couldn't take advantage of that last week. But Mixon and the Bengals right now can. But I still like Pittsburgh. Where'd that game go? Um, yeah, I mean they're the same thing. They they own it. They're 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 four and one against the spread. The last five on the road. It is kind of a bad spot. I think a little bit for Cincinnati off the travel. You know Pittsburgh is too. They're four one and one straight up the last six. Cincinnati seems a little bit more inconsistent. Um, but. Hey, Pittsburgh hadn't lost by more than four since October third, and about a month and a half, whatever that game is. They played, they played tough. Again, and every time we start to give the Bengals credit and make them a favorite like this, they collapse on themselves. And they just start coming off a twenty-point win on the road against Vegas, who hasn't been the same since Gruden and the Rugs thing and everything else. So that's why I, I do kind of see Dallas being able to, to win that big. I best team in the NFL right now, the Colts catching three at home against Tampa. Yeah, he's on a short week. Uh, but now you had to get uncomfortable. You had the Tom Brady loss to Washington. Is this like is Tampa going to do the thing they did last year and just reel off a bunch of wins in a row? That's the thing. You were like, you know, have they put it together? I mean, Giants were just bad. I I, I think we see we're going to see how good they are, right? Because on paper, at least Tampa is number one versus the run, but. And Colts are going to test that. But huh. the last three games, they started giving up a little bit. Giants can't run the ball. So it's, I think you got to look at the, the opponents who they played. And they have given up over 100 yards a game the last three games. Uh, but, I mean, Indy's 5-1 and one straight up. And the only one that was a three-point loss to Tennessee when they missed field goals and everything, they're 6-2 and two oh, straight no, up. No, that was when Carson Wentz... Through those interceptions. dumb interceptions, yeah, yeah. So there you go. But I think they, I think they missed. The oh no, okay. Him. I'm taking Tampa. I'm taking Brady over Wentz. I can't bet on Carson Wentz right now. I, I, but we talked off. You were going to be Green Bay at home, and and that guy missed. Crosby misses every other field goal he kicks. Yeah, but they have Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Care about Crosby, Steals, or Nash, or Young? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you got to know when to get off the Vikings roller coaster, and for me, it's this week. I'll take the Niners. I don't care who they have. It's just Kirk Cousins. Four, I, I'm nervous about him getting into this 4.30 time window. Anything after <laughs> one, he just melts. So I had him last week against the Packers. Great play by yeah, me. Yep. I'm jumping off this week. Give me the Niners. What do you think? I think the Vikes, I, I, I'm I with you. I like San Francisco on this. I think the Vikings are just at the end of a bad run, right? They played not only Green Bay the week before that. They won at, at the Chargers. They played Baltimore at home and that, or Baltimore on the road in that overtime game, and they played Dallas at home and lost to Cooper Rush. So they played a really, really tough schedule. They're three and one against the spread on that, but they're also they can't stop the run. And I, it doesn't matter who they put last week. I mean, San Francisco was out without their top three running backs, and Debo Samuel's was running back and like did really well. So Minnesota's twenty seventh versus the run. San Francisco got over that. They can't win at home. They beat the Rams, dominated the Rams 31-10. And again, in what was a down, should have been a down spot last week, they went to Jacksonville and won 30-10 and really dominated that game without like their top three or four running backs. I This is the team, 
Vikings could, but San Francisco is the team that you can see with everybody else kind of coming down a little bit. They could just get on a run and just plow through things and really be a factor in the NFC. So I like it. Love the over just because Jimmy G and Cousins both are playing so great right now and the offensive lines are good. San Francisco's offensive line is like by stat and analytical stuff. It's like playing better than any offensive line in 10 years or something. So Browns at Ravens Sunday night football. Ravens a home favorite. I, I'm off the Ravens bandwagon. I'm taking the points in a division game. Plus, us all Conklin, their tackle, and Kareem Hunt are both back. Um, a weird schedule for Baltimore or for uh, Cleveland. So they play Baltimore, then they're off a week and they play Baltimore again. So they're Baltimore. This starts a home and home with Baltimore. Um, You're about to see a run on division matchups in the NFL. Like, oh, the, Washington still has to play Dallas twice and the Eagles twice, and it's like that across the NFL. So. I looked at that for the Eagles because they, I mean, right now the Eagles just show up and run for 250 or 60 yards, and I was like, can they get into the mix? And it is. They've played like one one division game, I think, so far. Um, lost to Dallas, maybe. I think they played yep. the Giants twice and Washington twice. They did. So Philly lost, like, yeah, lost to Dallas uh, 41-21. But, yeah, they – but think about that run, and that's why I kind of like them. They play the Giants and they play the Jets, and they're off, and then they go Washington Giants, Washington Dallas. Washington Eagles two times in three weeks there is going to be kind of fun if those offenses keep doing what they're doing right now. Speaking of Washington, yep, one of the one. hottest teams in not just football but all of sport <laughs> taking on the Seahawks Monday night – it's a pick 'em. Pete Carroll left his press conference the other day, came back, apologized. He doesn't know how to handle this losing. In fact, if you're going to sports trivia tonight, tune in. Uh, the Seahawks have the longest streak of consecutive winning seasons in the NFL. Hmm. Or did you know that? There's a stat for you, Wager. Did not know that. Uh, that one's in jeopardy this year. They're three and whatever, three and seven. Uh, what do you think about this one coming up Monday night at a packed, just kidding, FedEx field? I'm, I'm on your team, even though the look ahead, it's adjusted so much. Look ahead with Seattle minus three and a half. But, I mean, they've just been, they can't get anything going on offense. And they've actually been picked apart by a rusty covid aaron Rodgers and colt mccoy the last two weeks so um the last two weeks i mean they haven't scored and then since the bye the football team is 17 of 32 on third downs which is one mm. of the best in the nfl and five of 10 in the red zone they need to get up mm. from 50 percent. however 10 trips to the red zone the last two weeks against two pretty decent teams right tampa and carolina decent defenses that we're talking about um yeah, Gibson had a bad fumble in the red zone last week. One of those trips. So there you go. Came up empty. I, I, I mean, I don't understand Seattle right now. I mean, they they seem like they can't run the ball. We kind of know that anyway. Their defense is just kind of okay. I don't know why he can't between Lockett and Metcalf figure it out. They're one in five straight up their last six. I know Russell was out. They seem to play tougher and harder with Geno there. It seemed like the last two weeks with with Russell back. Let Geno cook. They haven't even been close. So, I like football team. We got I, it, NFC East is not over. I'm I'm kind of curious to NFC see what NFC East is over. It's not over. All right, whatever. Uh, Wager, anything else? We're out of time. Uh, you talked about Green Bay. I kind of like that too. That, that's that heard uh, Chris Andrews, sports director at, at uh, South Point in Vegas, saying that Green Bay is still the only team he gives a three point home field edge to. That's interesting. That they just play better at home. Which is true. They've had four. They've only had four true home games because of you know whatever the schedule has worked out. And they won by 18, 10, 14, and seventeen, and some pretty good teams there. Um, I, I 
I don't know. Why the Rams? Why? I mean, they've had a week to figure out how to get Odell Beckham into the offense. I mean, Woods is a huge loss for him. They can't seem to run the ball right now, yeah. even with all the injuries for Green Bay. I I think it's it's a pick. I think it's value. Pick. I like yeah. I like Green Bay at home in that just in that spot. So. All right, Wager. What is your go to Thanksgiving side dish? What do you have to have tomorrow? Um, I mean, I. I I love green bean casserole, but really just the stuffing that's inside of the turkey. We had right. talked to Mrs. Wager about that today. So the that stuffing, not not the additional stuffing that gets cooked, but that that comes out of the bird is is really interesting. And and green bean casserole, nobody has said that answer, uh, but that is a that's kind of like the um, the right guard. Like you gotta have it. Like it might not be your favorite. It's not the flashiest. But it is a must-have on the table. Uh, you go to any grocery store, the in-aisle displays, you're going to see one or two of those just cans of onions. Those I picked things. mine up yesterday yep. with the green beans. Yep. And you're not – I mean, you might see some other stuff, but those are featured yep. because grocery stores know how valuable those are. And you get two cans, you eat one as a snack, <laughs> and then the other one just goes on top of the green bean casserole. Wager, have a great Thanksgiving. You too. Happy Thanks Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see if we can get you back here next week. Yep. Go Pirates. No in-game texting. No, I, I'm done with you. I'm right, done. We'll see. Never texting you again. Okay. Uh, we will take a timeout. UConn up 92-91 to 91 in overtime. 38 seconds left to go. A thriller in the battle for Atlantis. We got a big hour three on tap on Pirate Radio Live. Troy D will be alongside. We'll talk to Bryce Williams. We'll have a giveaway. We'll open up the booty bag. It's all ahead on Pirate Radio Live. A lot more to go. We're back with you. Uh, Redbeard says Wager is probably looking ahead to dessert. dessert oh, I like that. look ahead. The sand, yeah, the sand, <laughs> turkey sandwich, sandwich. By the way, you can find that on Redbeard. You can find online that Texas and Oklahoma is going to SEC they are next not. year. They are. All right, we'll be back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Live well, move more, and hurt less with kinetic physical therapy. If you're recovering from an injury, getting back into sports, dealing with everyday pain or fatigue, then kinetic physical therapy can help you get back on track and live well. Kinetic has nationally certified therapists for physical, occupational, speech, and massage therapy, all in a state-of-the-art facility on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Visit kineticptgreenville.com for more information. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. All righty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We're heading into, oh, not yet, three seconds left to go in overtime. UConn and Auburn are tied at 95 in a wild one on ESPN. I thought that one was done because UConn knocked down a three to go up by four late in that overtime. And then I just had so happened to look, and I believe I'm ahead of you, Clip, but I just I looked at my no screen spoilers. and the guy uh, for Auburn just kind of drove the basket and uh, laid it up. And in. Great description. Wow. Yes, that is what happened. Uh, so three the, seconds left to go in overtime. Quick look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. This is the bad boy tournament out of uh, the Atlantis in the Bahamas. The battle for Atlantis. They're playing in the ballroom. I love right. the, the weird lighting. I love this tournament. Brought to you by Bad Boy Mowers. That's right. Do yeah. they still have a bowl game? 
Bad Boy? Yeah. I don't know. Let me check. Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. They still have a record company. What about their competitor? Oh, yeah. Gasparilla. Yeah. Have you heard about their new competitor? No, but this is going to be really funny. Get the uh, drum roll ready. What's their competitor? Good girl. All right. Troy D is here with more jokes like that coming up this hour. Hey, available for your wedding stew, people. Some of Troy's jokes maybe want to resort to violence. Violence. Sustained effort in violence. Violence. Troy, how you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you guys as... uh, we're easing into the holiday here. Easing in. I noticed, uh, boy, that, you know, it wasn't, you could tell a lot of people had the day off today. This is uh, definitely the pre-holiday break. Of course, we're grinding away as always, doing what we do for the Pirate Nation. Uh, we will be uh, off Thursday. We'll have the triple header on NFL on Pirate Radio for you. And then uh, right back at it Friday. Friday, 1130 Gateway. on the Bud Light pregame tailgate, getting you set for the 330 kickoff, East Carolina, Cincinnati. And last night, it was revealed that Cincinnati is in the top four of the college football playoff rankings. Which has only brought more attention to this game on a national level. Uh, be, even people that don't care about East Carolina are going to watch this to see if Cincinnati's for real now, because this is the first time someone from a non-Power 5 league has broken into the top four. I've been listening, uh, streaming a lot of Chicago sports radio uh, today clip because there's a lot of buzz about whether the Chicago coach is going to get fired and whether that's going to happen after the game and it's just been uh, crazy up in Chicago lately. Did you see at the Bulls game they had a fire Matt Nagy chant going yes. at the Chicago Bulls at game? At the Bulls. <laughs> Unfortunately I thought this was pretty tacky. His son plays high school football and it broke out at his son's game that oh, he was in attendance. Which, that on. crosses the line to me. That, yeah. That's come on man. Don't don't involve. That's, that's ridiculous. But uh, and really honestly Matt Nagy seems like a nice guy. Maybe not can't get it done in Chicago but they're bigger problems the general manager and the ownership i mean that's really where they the issues are but anyway the point what i was trying to say is about chicago radio they do you know we have jeff charles on the sports update you know that you hear quite often or you guys doing the buck scoreboard here they do a similar thing up there in between uh, the breaks and one of their top stories was you know the, the lineup for college football tomorrow and this was out this was the local chicago sports station saying this this wasn't a national report going cincinnati breaks into the top four but boy they've got two tough tests in front of them to make it all the way they'll they'll face a hot and rising east carolina team on friday and then houston for the so they didn't say eastern no they said east carolina all right they said east carolina they called them what a hot rising team in the conference so and they said two tough games so I, and this once again, this is Chicago sports radio. This is not biased Greenville radio here. That you know we know everybody, and we obviously we're East Carolina fans and supporters and alums too. This was out of market, big market radio pumping up East Carolina. I thought that's great. Well, you're going to have all the Michigan fans tune in, all the Notre Dame fans, all of the Oklahoma State fans, teams that are trying to jump above Cincinnati in that college football playoff poll, tuned in and rooting for the Pirates on ABC on Friday. And you don't get opportunities like this very often, Clip. This is almost a unicorn opportunity for East Carolina University that this game now, because it is being played on a Friday, which very few games are being played 
on Friday. Because it is at a 3.30 time slot, which will end right around 7-ish. Because it is on national TV on ABC, not a regional game, but a national game, you're going to have an um, unbelievable amount of eyes on this. And because you are facing one of the top-ranked teams in the country face going for a national championship, if they can continue to win in the Cincinnati Bearcats, this is one of those unique opportunities that is rare, that has actually never happened like this before. This is a one-of-a-kind deal for East Carolina. And what I hope for ECU is, hey, let's be competitive. Let's not get in. Let's not be East Carolina from three years ago. Let's be East Carolina of today. Let's make a statement. Let's be competitive. Even if they don't win, let's look good in the process. And uh, and you know what? If you're there and you could pull off, the, uh, some would say a miracle or a victory. Man, even better. Unbelievable exposure for this program. Put some ranch on it. I got a text today from uh, Perry Owens that said uh, the Pirates are going to need to ranch it up this uh, Friday. I like our chances. I I put out there earlier, I've talked to a lot of folks at East Carolina today, and I've been hearing this all week. You know, big concern were fans. You know, the university's out. Student body uses a a huge – the Boneyard's a big part of the stadium clip. I mean, that's a – you know, good chunk of 10,000 students or so that might come to a game like this. With school being out, it was big concern of what the crowd would look like. Also, you're competing against Black Friday and just the holiday in general. Um, I am hearing now that it looks like ECU Cincinnati is going to be in the high 30s. Could possibly cross 40,000 folks. The student guest ticket has been pickup has been phenomenal. They've been letting students get a free guest ticket. Normally they charge for these, which I think is a great move on a holiday week. So if you're a student, you can get a free guest ticket. If that keeps up at that pace, possible that you could see over 40,000 people in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Friday. Uh, should be 10 to 14,000 more tickets uh, allotted than previous Thanksgiving weekend crowds. That's huge. I mean, we talk about this every time the schedule is released. We see what are we home or are we away that Friday, that Saturday after Thanksgiving, and we look and we see usually it's home, and usually we kind of say, well, that's not going to be a great crowd game. Uh, you're talking that many more people this year than a usual post Thanksgiving game. That's there's huge. there's a new buzz about this game, even over the last couple of days that I've picked up on. That, that all of a sudden, there are people planning to come now that weren't planning before. I think Cincinnati breaking into the top four had something to do with it. I think East Carolina on this hot win streak has something to do with it. And I, I just feel like people feel like they're going to be missing out if they're not there. And do you want to miss out? Do you want to live your life saying, I wish I had, I wish I had gone? Or do you want to say, boy, I'm glad I was there and I'm glad I went and I'm glad I was able to witness it. That's the choice you have right now if you're on the fence. If you don't have a ticket and you're deciding whether to go or not, you can always do other things. You can always go shopping. I hate to say it. You can all, hey, if you want to spend time with your family, bring your family to the game. Spend time with your family at the game. This is a once, really maybe a once in a lifetime opportunity for East Carolina. I'd hate for you to have to miss it because I know we won't. Uh, Shirley, hit Mike Houston's last comment because he uh, talked about it, kind of made a plea to the students and the fans to show up for this game. So hit that one, Shirley, uh, from earlier this week. Okay, last thing real quick, just, uh, you know, one big thing I just want to kind of ask for is from our student body. You know, the Boneyard's been a huge part of uh, our home football games, especially this year. And uh, it's, it's, it's been as electric and uh, impactful and rocking as it has been all year. And I understand, you know, Thanksgiving break and, uh, you know, the timing of this ball game Friday afternoon. But, you know, as many students as we can get back here for that game at 3.30 Friday afternoon, we want you here. I know that uh, the Pirate Club is offering, uh, I think, four guest passes for each student 
ticket. Uh, so if you're with a bunch of friends and uh, you can get them here cheering for the Pirates, we want them here also. But uh, you know that student section is going to be important Friday afternoon. So we'd uh, we'd love to have the Boneyard rocking uh, for kickoff at 3:30. So uh, love to see you back here. Just know that you're important and you're impactful. Mike Houston, Mike Houston making his plea there. He has seen fans waiting for East Carolina the last two weeks at the airport after wins, yeah. which is kind of an old school East Carolina feel after the uh, bowl eligibility clinching win over Memphis and then last week again after the road win against Navy. Well, I know some of our crowds have been great the past couple games, but I, I was talking to uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU's offensive coordinator, about this this week, and he's up in the box and you know he's looking down and he's kind of seeing what everyone else is seeing and go, well, oh, this isn't what we're kind of used to and they haven't been that great, especially after the, the first uh, game or two. But he talks to the coaches and the players on the field, and he's like, man, they're all talking about how super loud it is down there. So the fans that have been coming to the games, I think have made up for the ones that have been missing by volume. So even though there may not have been as many people there, the the sound and how loud it is has been a factor for these Pirates. So I imagine you get up in the upper 30s on Friday, if you get to if we can cross 40,000, that is going to be an amazing amount of people um there and i think people are going to be jacked up for this game i really do there as i said this has kind of become a hot ticket all of a sudden in greenville there's a lot of people that i know that weren't out of town that weren't going to come originally that are now changing their plans to be here and uh that's going to be a factor so we look forward to it still tickets are available by the way if you do want to come it's not sold out but uh should be a great environment on friday cincinnati a 14 point favorite against east carolina a little rich for my blood and others that i've talked to they think that, i mean look why wouldn't east carolina be competitive as they have been uh on the road and against really every team in the american east carolina has either won or been right there at the end of the game cincinnati is a a cut above maybe other teams in the american but look they're going to play houston in the championship game and east carolina took them to overtime so no reason to think east carolina can't hang with the bearcats this friday Yeah, and as i said monday this is a game ecu has nothing to lose in this game really nothing to lose cincinnati has everything to lose Go out there and make it happen. Who cares? You know, it, it, there's no one is expecting East Carolina to win. Now, I think we can. I believe in us. I, I think we can win. But if we don't, it's not like, oh, the season's over. You know, now if Cincinnati loses, they're going to feel like their season's over, even though they still have a chance to win a conference championship and go to a bowl game. But their season will feel like it's over because they're so close to breaking in that top four. For ECU, we're going on to a bowl no matter what. We could just go on with a tremendous amount of of momentum and the opportunity to put ECU on the national map again yeah. in football with a victory. All right, uh, tell you what, we'll get a break in. It looks like UConn is going to outlast Auburn here, and I'm blaming one guy, Troy D. Second OT. I'm blaming the official, and you'll see him here. The guy with his back to us right uh-huh. now, Ramey Steins. Wow, Ramey is down there. He's I, down there for a vacation. How did he get a good gig like that? <laughs> I don't know. Working on a holiday, that Ramey Steins. <laughs> Next time you talk to Boy, him, ask him how the I battle for Atlanta's went. He's probably getting time and a half. <laughs> I'm take a picture of Ramey over there. What a gig for uh, our buddy Ramey Steins. Man, that's a good tournament to be working right there. We just saw him outside in the parking lot and talked to him a few weeks ago, Chandler. <laughs> and now he's down on the island hanging out at the Bad Boy Mowers Battle for Atlanta. So, saw Ramey. That's pretty cool. Uh... Uh, calling this game today. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll hook up with Bryce Williams. We got to get his prediction for East Carolina and Cincinnati. Talk about the win over the Navy midshipmen and also 
He's been killing deer at a high rate. We'll see what he's been doing here. Damn deer killer? He's been mowing them down. We'll see what he's been doing this last week. Uh, Bryce Williams joins us when we return. We'll also have a giveaway for you after these words. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Tint. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at signsandtent.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All right, now we've got Ramey Steins. Maybe it did. We got him under the microscope, Troy D. He just made a big call in this game, Mm. and they've gone to official review. He's saying it's off his knee. (laughs) Is Ramey correct? Wow. I like this has turned into us grading Ramey Steins. uh, Well, who's judging the refs? The refs love to make judgment calls. Let's make a judgment call on them. I got to say, that's a terrible call by him. Ramey's going to kick our ass when he gets back (laughs) in town. Looks like it's going to be UConn ball after this I think it's going to be overturned right here. Uh, he is calling the Bad Boy Mowers Battle for Atlantis. What a game this has been between UConn and Auburn, 113-109 to 109 in double overtime. And UConn should be getting the ball back here. But uh, this is a fun one to follow. We're keeping up to with all the games going on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. And by the way, don't forget tonight, get your Thanksgiving weekend started early. I think Mikel Buck's going to be there tonight. I, me and Troy were there Saturday night and enjoyed Mikel Buck at the Buck. The and, Buck at the uh, Buck. Told you, I promises made, promises delivered. Remember, I said I might go. That a, might turn into a did. That is not a sixty uh, percent chance. That is not a promise. Also, along <laughs> with was a I might. delivered. So might. you didn't have a BBD. But you're saying every time you say might, you don't do it. My point was that was a might, and I went. You're a big maybe guy. We also learned you're a big BBD guy. <laughs> so basically, Bigger, you didn't have deal. a BBD. Yeah. There well, was no that, BBD. That was the BBD at that moment. That was the BBD. Yeah. Did I spell Ramey's uh, last... Oops. Did I spell his last name right before I tweet that? You did it. All right. Yep, sir. So we got Mikel Buck, Cody Christian, and Cooper Greer. All live music tonight. And in between those sets, no other than DJ Captain Morgan. DJ Captain Morgan. And when so, is that? Uh, tomorrow? It's tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Oh, wow. So after you tonight. leave Sports Trivia at AJ's, head over to the Buck. And guess what? What? No cover charge. It's free. You're lying. I swear to the good Lord above. I would pay uh, nigh upon $20. You'd pay 20 bucks? Yeah. 20 bucks to go see Buck at the Buck. Really? All right. Give me 20 bucks and I'll take you there. Well, I don't have to. It's, a, it's free. No free. cover. No cover. Uh, so good deal. Spend that 20 bucks on some drinks at the Buck. All right, let's head out to a guy that's been killing bucks. Yeah, wow, what a segue. Thank you, that sir. That is a pro move, people. Do I'm... not try that segue at home. <laughs> uh, Bryce. Violence! <laughs> Violence amongst deers going on right now. Let's uh, talk to our buddy Bryce Williams on the Fixed NC Live line. Bryce, happy Thanksgiving Eve to you, pal. Happy Thanksgiving to y'all. How you doing, bud? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just headed down the mountain. We just got done... Uh, Picking out a Christmas tree, cutting it down the whole cut, 
vegan cut or whatever it's called. Wow, you're doing it like a National Lampoon Christmas vacation style. Like you're actually cutting it off the mountain? Yes. Wow. Be careful, man. A lot of sap. A lot of sap. sap. Hey, uh, is this with your uh, with your family or is this with your in-laws? Yeah, it's with um, my family, the Williamses. Wow. I didn't even know you get to do anything with them anymore. I thought you were only allowed to do stuff with the in-laws now. I know, yeah, but yeah, they were able to snag me away for the weekend. This is big news right here. I was ready to make fun of him for not ever seeing his regular family. And here we are, Thanksgiving, something to be thankful for. You get to be with your family. Oh, yeah, I got my nene. She's in town from Manio, so she's here. So my dad's mom, then I'll be with my mom's parents and all that. So it'll be a good time. Awesome. Well, tell the Williams we said hello. I will. I'll do it. Bryce, uh, while we're talking Thanksgiving, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. Uh, if you could choose one side dish to go to on your Thanksgiving Day meal, what uh, what would you be choosing? God, that's a tough one. You know, when you give me a lot of options, I tend to hesitate and uh, second-guess myself. But first thing that comes to mind is probably like the candy yams is, uh, is, the way, or is where I'm going. Candied yams. Good call. Good I like call. those, too. That might be my favorite also, Bryce. We have that in common, too. There we go. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, well, let's talk football, Bryce. How about them damn Pirates winning against Navy on Saturday? I, I was pretty fired up. I think you must have been more fired up because I don't think you responded too much to my text. You might have been distracted, but I understand no hard feelings. Well, what were you texting, Bryce? Hey, I responded to the most important text, which is what channel is the game on? That is true. Very true. Um, I think I ended up watching that on my phone as well. I forgot where I was. Um, are you going to be back for this game, or are you going to have to watch it on TV? <laughs> Troy, I will read some of Bryce's yeah, texts from Saturday. Yeah. What is he texting you so much for? Uh, he's an he's a in-game texter. Uh, I said every game, every bleep game comes down to the wire. He said, I know, gum makes a man drink. And then he said, I mean, damn it, boy. And then he said, I tell you what. So he, I don't know. What, so I don't, how do I respond to that, Troy? Yeah, what do I, I know. I will say this, Bryce. You do, I do appreciate that you text like you talk. Yeah, he's a genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, was, I, bet, I bet your autocorrect goes crazy every time you start <laughs> typing in there. Yeah, it does. That's why sometimes I can't do voice talk to Siri because she just doesn't understand me. Yeah, trust me. She doesn't understand me either. And Yeah. Yeah. So I had to text it and tries to correct me even during my text and yeah, but now I think it's finally understanding, so it doesn't even bother um, correcting me, which is nice. So are you coming this yeah, Friday? Ah, uh, no, I'll still be in Winston, but I'll be I'll be watching. All uh, right, you know what channel it's on? Uh, actually, no, y'all. Go, what is it on? Hey, you can break out the uh, rabbit ears for yeah. this one. All right, here's the good news. It's on a channel called ABC. Can you spell it? Okay. Ah, uh, that's a tough one there. So it's network TV, ABC. ABC. So find out your ABC affiliate up there and make sure, watch you do a test run today, make sure you got it on and then you can watch it. That's true because I don't want to be scrambling right before kicking. Right. I just saved you a text to clip now. Oh, he'll probably still text me. <laughs> yeah. What was that? My CBA? NBC? <laughs> Did um, I say CBS? Am I mistaken? Was the uh, the Bryce with the uh, James Summers coming out party against Virginia Tech again on ABC? When's the last ABC game we played? No, I, we had one uh, one last year. I thought I was talking to Tom McClellan about this. Hmm. I'll have to check into that. 
was that UCF when they came to town the very first oh, day? Oh, because yeah. of the COVID, the schedules kept getting yeah. changed around. Yeah, You're probably so right. Yep, we did have one last year. The season was... opener. Yeah, home yeah. opener. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Good call. Anyway. But it was weird because last year it didn't seem like as big of a deal, obviously. Yeah, and it wasn't it's, scheduled to be there, but correct. we kind of got boo- uh, boosted up. This one is actually scheduled to be there, last game of the season, a lot riding on it. Bryce, the Bearcats are 14-point favorites against the Pirates. Uh, how do you like our chances on Friday? You know, I feel pretty good. because We played them, was it last year? We played them closely, it was the year before. Two years ago at home, we had a shootout with them, went toe-to-toe with them. Last year in Cincinnati, kind of got away from us. Okay, well, I'm going I'm to play it back to two years ago at home because it's the same situation pretty much. So, I mean, I think we got pretty good if we just continue to play how we are, defense, offense, executing, obviously converting, uh, you know, obviously uh, completing those – what forty-yard bombs and tight situation, fourth and four with a thirty-some-yard touchdown. We do all that. I think it's going to be a good, uh, good recipe for uh, success. Um, I'm thinking. Bryce, one of the texts you sent, um, and I, I was listening at this point. I was in my car. I didn't see it. You said good patience by Jones. So let's break that down from a oh. tight end's perspective. Uh, what did Ryan Jones do right on that play? And uh, how did the Pirates execute that particular touchdown? Oh, so definitely, like, when you got those kind of those uh, delay, those delay plays, I mean, it's definitely all timing. And unfortunately, uh, I mean, I was able to execute some of those, but sometimes if you move too quick or you get too anxious, and if you would have released too soon, it, would have, it wouldn't have fooled the linebackers, and they would think, oh, it's a you know, pass play. And I literally could have, you know, blown the whole opportunity and, you know, so I was watching him and, you know, with him being patient and letting the play develop and the linebackers to kind of, you know, read run or feel run and, you know, for him to time it up just perfect to slip behind him, um, you know, pretty much wide open, you know, was huge. And um, that's one thing that, you know, I was super fired up about for him to execute that and be patient because when, when you, I mean, that play, you know, Jones had to have been the number one read. So when you're, um, you know, when you know, all right, this ball's coming to me, it's real hard to slow your mind down and let things develop, you know, instead of just jumping the gun and running right away. So him to do that, have that patience was huge. And, uh, you know, it shows, you know, the type of player he is just in the mental aspect of it um, to let things develop. And Bryce, uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick has faced his criticism this year. We've even said that East Carolina has too many guys, too many weapons to be held down offensively. Man, he might have dialed up his his best game on Saturday. You think back to that two-point conversion to C.J. Johnson, one of my favorite plays, where Holden kind of looked him off and then hit him uh, in the end zone. But Donnie Kay uh, dialed some up on Saturday, and the Pirates executed. This offense uh, is certainly looking like they're playing their best here late in the season. Oh my goodness, I totally agree. Um, you know, I, and that is, I think go all around you, I think you know, Coach K's possibly, you know, pulling some things out of the bag or just getting creative. But for the guys to, like I said, Coach K would always tell us, like, look, we're calling the right plays, but if y'all don't execute, there's nothing we can do. And, you know, the offense is definitely doing that, you know, on the holding, you know, the QB standpoint, the receivers, running backs, O-line, um, you know, and everything like that. So, I mean, definitely like the fourth and uh, – C.J. Johnson's you know, two-point conversion, that was a super contested – uh, you know, catch that I, you know, that I thought, I thought he took a big hit and it actually, you know, made the DB fall. So that was pretty cool to see that. And then obviously the fourth and four to, um, Sneed was huge. And then 
um, you know, things like that. It's, uh, I think we're doing a really good job. Holton's looking good. You know, looking obviously decisive, um, you know, I think is, a, you know, a huge thing that has affected us earlier in the season. I think things are just clicking and it's, you know, it's very exciting to watch. The old cliche, Troy D, you want to be playing your best ball at the end of the season? The Pirates are definitely doing that There's right no now. There's no question about it. And, you know, this is a real test. I mean, we always talk about how will they match up against this team. This, you know, each week it seems clip we hear them say, this is the toughest game we've had, you know, not this week, but on the schedule so far. This truly, I was joking with Coach Houston, he could say it this week and mean it. I truly believe this is the toughest game ECU has, the toughest team ECU has faced, top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams the entire year. This will truly be the toughest test they will face. I think. Is this one of the highest um, ranked teams that we've played in ECU history? What's this, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but this is one of the highest. I believe, what was it? We saw Miami was the one-time higher. Weren't they like number three in the 80s clip? I had it Monday. I don't have it in front of me now. I do not but recall, but I'll, yeah, in a long, long time. But we've never had a win. This would be the, this would be the highest victory or the biggest win, you could say, ever for the program as far as a ranked team. Uh, for sure. Well, so I definitely feel good about it. We... We come out executing, play smart ball, don't beat ourselves. Um, you know, it should be a good game for sure. Bryce Williams joining us. Bryce, let's go Pirate Radio Outdoors real quick. You had two deer uh, to show us last week. What have you been up to uh, in the water or in the woods uh, since we last met with you last week? We uh, we slipped. My buddy Chase McDonald, he um, came down. You know, Chase McDonald, former ECU first uh, baseman? Yes. All right. McDonald. Oh, yeah. So, he, um, I saw him uh, last week, and we just planted, hey, man, you want to come down? And we went trout fishing, and uh, we were able to put some fish in the boat. We didn't wear them out by any means. Um, I think the bike sort of kicked on later, uh, more in the middle middle of the day because of the full moon. Um, but it was a good time. We had a great time together. We were getting to hang out again. It's been a while. Um, you know, we got to put some fish in the boat, and, you know, um, really enjoyed it, but hopefully tomorrow I think might be in the woods here on um, the central part of the state, and then maybe slip on the water this weekend. So we got a lot planned. Hopefully we can have have some success. All right, good deal, Troy D. Any Pirate Radio indoors for us? While uh, Pirate Radio indoors tomorrow is going to be a big Pirate Radio indoor day. Uh, I do have the Bears lines teed up at twelve thirty. That'll be on Fox for the. I know everyone is just dying to see that game yeah i'm gonna have the uh-huh. pirate radio radio call on as i watch it it's so big i need multiple <laughs> yeah that's a huge game um so we'll have a lot of indoor action tomorrow because um you know might have like a breakfast situation which all be indoors the game and then a uh, obviously a big the big show the eating late afternoon early evening feast which will also be indoors that's a good question we can go around the horn here when is the uh because I've, I've heard people have this debate, and sometimes it's north versus south, but we go like 1230. We have our big meal at 1230. You go later I, in the I've day. done it before back in the day when we used to go to Raleigh and meet everybody at the country club. It was a, it was a you know, luncheon. I was not deal. at a country club, by the way. Um, but now that I'm doing it at the house. Actually, I got Lee D coming in. He's bringing in the food from his uh, fantastic place that he lives. Okay. So that way we're keeping it easy. But I think we're going to uh, 
pull the trigger. You're around. making your dad bring the food he to Thanksgiving. To. He offered. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to tip off around four thirty, five o'clock at the latest. All right, Bryce. Uh, when are you uh, doing damage to the food? We will be about uh, lunchtime. I think like that twelve thirty, one o'clock ish range um, is when we got when we got our big spread. So. I'm glad I don't have to wait that long for the evening because I do enjoy eating. I may actually really look forward to pumpkin pie um, as, as, I, as I finish the entree. Yeah. So, yeah, about, about 12, 31 o'clock, and then hopefully I'll have to nap following suit about, I don't know, about 2.30 is my, is my plan. I think if you're only doing one meal, it's best to do it around lunchtime, like one big meal around lunchtime. Then the rest of the that's day, your, that's you're it. grazing. But if you're doing, say, I've got a breakfast thing I've got to be at, so then I need some time after a big breakfast to then space it out. I'm going to skip lunch, and yeah. then we'll go to an earlier dinner type of deal. So those are your, your kind of two options. If you do breakfast, you don't want to do a big lunch. You need to give that time. And if you're not doing breakfast, you want to eat earlier. Chandler, Shirley, what time is y'all's uh, Thanksgiving meal? Um, like the big one. In the yeah lunchtime tomorrow lunch. tomorrow will be lunchtime we have before in the past gone evenings um sometimes night but uh we're gonna go to lunch tomorrow charlie well i've got two well well you okay <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Just sit on something <laughs> well it's been no. who's the old actor uh well george anyway go ahead jimmy stewart yeah jimmy yeah. stewart well, I like oh, yeah that I was my two. jimmy stewart impersonation. good jimmy stewart impersonation Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. you know i do have one i'm not the king of impersonations like chandler is but uh one o'clock and then again at 4 30 one that's o'clock kinda, that's kind of close early that's, oh, that's and in years past we've done something similar to that i think so. you're pushing it right there well, you're gonna I've be very to- full i i don't recommend this well first of all you're not well first of all you ain't gonna tell me what to do on thanksgiving my feelings about you well you can go get in touch with them by yourself because i'm telling you right now i'm eating at one because (laughs) i have i have two different places to go i'm eating at one here in greenville and then i have to be in durham by 4 30 so i'm eating again at 4 30 two country clubs shirley no man (laughs) i don't go to country clubs all right just one i don't have a butler to drive me around i can't do it like billy does what if you're what if you're still full at four then you're just attending you think you can eat again? Oh, you're going to eat again. Oh, yeah. I'm going right. to totally eat again. Because okay. what you do is, and see, the good thing is, is I'm not driving uh-huh. to Durham. So I. So what you do is, sleep on the you way. sleep on oh, the way there. Yeah. Then you're refreshed. You wake up, you eat, sleep yeah. on the way back, you're good. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Look, I've done this a time or two. She's a veteran. I'm good. Yeah. I will tell you the days I used to have to drive to Raleigh, have a huge meal and then drive back in the mm. late afternoon mm. that's tough right there yeah that's the sun, why i never go the anywhere sun going down you just mm. ate you know 10 pounds of food that's a tough ride we'll see at one o'clock i'm having deep fried turkey mm-hmm. which i am extremely excited about never but, had oh my brother-in-law makes the best deep fried turkey hands down and then i'm actually going non-traditional at 4 30 i'm having an italian tofu? meal no, i thought you no. were going to say tofu turkey I'm going to an italian <laughs> restaurant for dinner at 4 30 oh, interesting i like that yeah and bryce bring us some uh deer sausage next week deer jerky deer sausage i should be um i should be getting my stuff back from stancil soon so um it's sausage and some burger all right and i'll have to kill another deer to get some jerky for you there surely but I will put that down. Well, I don't know. You've been a pretty good shot right here lately, so I don't think that's going to be too much of a problem for you. 
Yeah, no, hopefully not. Bryce, good stuff, buddy. Thanks for joining us, uh, even if it's via phone. We hope to see you back in studio next week. We'll be uh, talking about bowl destinations, huh? I imagine. Yeah. Um, when do they? We were talking about when they do that bowl selection show on ESPN. Is it after the conference? Yeah, probably after that Sunday, I believe. So it, uh, that and what is that? The fifth? Yeah. Year? Jeff so Charles said earlier he. he spoke Some with, of them will bleak out ahead of time. He spoke with John Gilbert and said we might not necessarily have to wait until then. So that's true. Who knows? Could be before then. I did hear um, talking to some folks unnamed that have uh, some connections with the conference as of early, earlier this week it was leaning that the conference was liking east carolina in the military bowl so well and all this stuff is subject to change and i really don't think east carolina folks have a lot to say about it you know we can offer input but it's going to be where the conference puts you yeah but i i'm not crazy about the military bowl just because we were just in annapolis and it's going to be super cold then but you are playing an ACC opponent. I've also heard there's no way North ACC would put North Carolina in that. Um, Why is that? Bowl because North Carolina does not want to play East Carolina. Yeah, I'll that's go with that story. I don't know if yeah. it's true or not, but I'll go with it. That that's a two thirty on December twenty seventh, which would be a what Monday? Twenty seventh. Uh, yes, it would. Wow. So that would be a ten thirty kickoff time. Not terrible. I, I can deal with that. I'm only looking at it from our show perspective so uh that would be a 10 30 start time on the bud light pregame tailgate yeah so monday after christmas yep yeah so, all right bryce thanks for joining us bud yeah thank y'all for having me hope you have a good thanksgiving you, you too, too buddy hey bryce before you go i got a text to tell you something because apparently it's a deer thing uh-huh okay you had me at meh <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Obviously, he got it. I get it. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I was told to tell you that. So. Oh dear. I got it. Oh jeez. <laughs> was that supposed to be fun? <laughs> Whoops! Forgot to turn the music off. Was that supposed to be fun? Uh, okay. I, the deer inside jokes are above my head, so that can be for those of you that got that. I hope you enjoyed it. There you go. All right, uh, Shirley, let's open up the booty bag here on a Wednesday. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, what do you want to give away on this pre-Thanksgiving edition of Pirate Radio Live? Uh, let's see. What did I give away yesterday? yesterday I gave away yesterday Chico's. was a Chico's. What did I give away Monday? I don't remember what I gave away Monday. No, we didn't give anything away Monday because Troy forgot. Okay, so let's do a large two-topping pizza. Hold on, hold on. Yes, sir. Hold on. Troy forgot. Troy forgot. Hold on. I was only the host. I was not the producer of the show also that hour. And the host also should know that we give something away every day in the 5 o'clock hour. Do you not? I was the quarterback. Sometimes the producer has to call the plays. I would have ran whatever play was called. The play wasn't called. <laughs> you had a sheet in front of you. I took over. You called those plays, but you can't call a booty bag when play? When the original okay. QB left, I came in as the backup QB and started and running the offense. Troy, Troy, you've been in radio a long time, brother. You're the Peyton, and you you're the Peyton Manning of radio, so you call your own plays, buddy. Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. Not only that, you hosted your own show for I don't know how long. <laughs> Shirley, I'm not here to talk about the past. I'm talking oh, about the future okay. and right now. Okay. It was not called on Monday, nor did you say, hey, we need to give something away. Well, it sounds like we have a lot of options here. 
We have pizza today. Large pizza. two topping pizza from Domino's. Sounds good. Caller 12. She threw me under the bus. Yeah, I absolutely will throw you under the bus. And then the bus ran over you. <laughs> she got in the bus. I'll throw you under up. the bus. I'll drive you over. I'll back up and then probably just beep, for measure, beep, good measure, beep. just do it again. I thought that uh, that conversation was good was going to go on long enough to where to I got blamed. So I wanted it to end. <laughs> That's quick. a good point, Clip Rock. If you didn't leave, that would have never been an issue. So, or like you should have wrote it down, or what? Yeah, all if you would have left. If your playbook. daughter wasn't so smart, yeah. So it's Lily's fault. You took the damn playbook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having audible the whole time, not knowing what the hell to run. Uh, all right. And this is why you're not the starting quarterback. <laughs> what call are we looking for? Twelve. Call twelve. Three one seven twelve fifty. You can win a large Tommy pizza from Domino's. Back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Congratulations to Tyler Macemore of Raleigh, North Carolina, who picked up the large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of. Every day, all three topping pieces are only $7.99 each for carryout only. Order online today at dominoes.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty. You can get tickets to the Military Bowl for as low as $40. I'm looking at their website. Don't know if that's where the Pirates will end up, but that is a possibility as uh, there are other possibilities as well. But... Hmm. Jeff Charles talked to the uh, director of the Military Bowl during the broadcast the other day, Troy, and, Mm -hmm. you know, it it sounded so nice what he was saying about ECU, and I know it's his job to say that about every team, but he was like, you know, it's so glad, so happy that the Pirates are back to their winning ways. They have great fans, and just listening to it made me feel good. Yeah. And again, I know he has to talk up everybody, but it's the same guy that was there in 20. 10 when the pirates went to rfk yeah and was talking Maryland. yeah not a great game that was uh coach ruff and ralph Friedgen. that's right Remember that those guys? might have been the last game in rfk they were they were it at, was it might have been the last game for ralph Friedgen too yeah at the time they were the two biggest coaches in college football that's right uh because uh charlie weiss and our guy from kansas were no yeah, longer coaching i know who's the Boy, guy if they were kansas? on the staff too that would have been an amazing shot Let's see. Who's the former Kansas coach I'm thinking of, Troy D? The uh, Freegian guy was huge. Whatever happened to him? Uh, don't know. Ah, Mangino. Mark yeah. Mangino. Mark yeah. Mangino. He was a big fella. He too. was. He was a, he was a hey, uh, Bubba, Cameron. as Brian Bailey would he call him. He was a Gasparilla bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what's your uh, – are you Myrtle Beach? What's your pick, Troy, if you got to pick the game? I keep going back and forth. I'm debating – Beach ball. <laughs> now that was funny <laughs> oh man damn that's a walk off right there Chandler if the I were you I wouldn't that's... say anything else the rest of the show just leave on a high note that's great oh he's walking yeah. out yeah, goodbye yeah Can't, if we I think if we beat Cincinnati we should go to the Peach Bowl <laughs> that would be awesome now I will say this Do you, if we beat Cincinnati I've said it is a storm the field deal do the goalposts come down or is it just storm the field? Like, are goalposts coming down a thing anymore? 
Or do they protect so. the goalposts? No, post? I think you just head to the you middle just, of the that, field. That's what I was going to say. Back in my day, we took down goalposts. But I think this modern-age college student, they're just about rushing the field, it seems like. Would you say that's a fair statement? I guess. I don't know if it has anything to do like generationally. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it, you don't see many goalposts coming down. I have you not see seen... A lot of, you just see a lot of field rushes. I have not seen a goalpost come down yeah. in a while. Anyway, to answer your question, I... Keep going. Uh, I'm debating what's more important: the date, the time, the location, the matchup. This is like just for you, your decision. Yeah. You're making the I call. I know I'm struggling. With that. I, if it was all things being equal, I think I'd have just to, just for the newness of it, and for the fact that it, our fans could drive there easy, and it would be a fun location. I'd have to say Myrtle Beach Bowl right now. Even you know? though you would play a Sun Belt team, I don't care. Okay, I, it really that doesn't bother me. All right, as long as we win the bowl game, I don't care. Well, it would be a tough matchup if it's Coastal Carolina. I know. And the one thing that does bother me about ironically, it's, it's an 11 o'clock kickoff, right? No, that's Fenway. Oh, Fenway. Okay, I'm getting that confused. Um, what did Tom is the kickoff for Myrtle Beach Bowl? Ironically, if you play, because you think ACC, that would be the, the better. Like, the toughest matchup could be Coastal Carolina could be. at the Myrtle Beach Bowl. 100% accurate. Absolutely. Let's see what time we got here. Yeah, but I do believe game. it's the Monday uh before christmas it is it's on the 20th yeah which i like you get it out of the way before the holidays um and you have that weekend kind of leading into it and it doesn't mess up your christmas 2 30 so same kickoff time time as the military bowl i'll take it would you rather play the monday before christmas or the monday after or do you me i'd rather uh, honestly uh, at this point probably before okay just because that's still we're still working that is a long wait and a lot of practicing between this saturday and if you played in the military bowl after christmas you get 21 practices a whole month yeah and how you use them is up to you you know or each school so myrtle beach bowl uh yeah 230 so good good time i guess you're on uh espn so yeah on espn yeah it's an espn event it looks like they own the bowl and I've not seen any other projection for a team other than Coastal on the other side of that. Right. I don't know if it's just them, yeah. definitely. Fenway is a unique venue, but I've been to Boston the holidays before, and it's really cold up there. I mean, when that wind gets kicking, it is brutal. I so, believe that was on like a Wednesday. Let me check that. That was the weird time. One. I think that's like an 11 a.m. That's, that's an 11 a.m. kickoff, which is not good. So that's a strike against that ball. you know it's going to be cold um, and have gray skies it's, so it's december 29th that's a wednesday after christmas and it's early kickoff i you know it's troy did title sponsors mean anything to you what if i told you this was uh the presenting sponsor was hold on i just had it and it was a weird one wasabi something the, the, wasabi look all the dumb bowl games we've played in remember the uh Feed your face bowl. What was that thing down in uh, Florida? Beefo Brady. Beefo Brady. Yeah. Wait, wasn't there I a mean, bowl that was called Slap Your Mama Sauce or something? Yeah. I mean, there's plenty. No, the sponsor has no bearing to me. As long as it's not something not too stupid. I wonder what it was like. like. Do you want to be in the Slap Your Mama Bowl? <laughs> Actually, I might. Wasabi Technologies as the title sponsor. Yeah, boy, it's spicy. It's <laughs> a spicy matchup. <laughs> I remember I, what was it like, Troy? Because uh, I remember the game, but I was like in high school or just getting out of high school with the gallery furniture dot com. Like that was one of the first dot com. I was going to say like uh, a lot of people 90. were like, "How do you even go to this? What is the internet?" Yeah, yeah that, there was a furniture store. Gallery Furniture's uh, I think was a huge store in 
in Houston. Still might be. Galleryfurniture.com. Uh, is that what the... Is they were the first The guy one. for the Astros that had the... Mattress big, Mac? Big, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's... Was he, I don't know. I don't know gallery? I'm, he might have been tied into that store because I do remember him... It, it's very possible they're related, like that they're tied in together. Gallery furniture retail, yeah, well yeah. done, Chandler. Yeah, I told you so, not to say anything else, but you even you've upped yourself again. He, he well, I do remember that guy being a part. He was the one that started, and to his credit, he was the one of the first people to create a website to sell furniture on. Who do you think he bet on? Because he's a big gambler. You think he bet on the Pirates? Um, that was a great. I, t- I got to tell you, that was a lot of fun. We had a great time at, at that bowl game. It was in the. It was the last football game ever played in the Houston Astrodome. Um, we closed out a lot of stadiums. We, we, uh, we closed out uh, the Peach Bowl. Closed out. Um, no, <laughs> no. Um, wait, the Fulton, Fulton, Fulton County? County. Yeah, that was the last football game ever played oh, in Fulton football. County. Football, football uh, game. Yeah, Gallery. But that was the last. Fo- that was the, might have been the last event ever in the Astrodome. Very possible. Texas Tech, right? It was Texas Tech. Cliff, Coach Ruff Cliff Kingsbury was the quarterback, and Ruff was the defensive coordinator, and he got roasted by the Pirate offense. This was the first Troy, I guess. The Houston Bowl is what they call it. It's right. no longer a bowl, but this was the first of the bowl games there. Yeah, the first. Uh, that was a fun one, I, and East Carolina rolled them. I mean, big 40 time. Forty to twenty-seven. Yeah. Then, and this is a true story too. They ran out of beer. I've never been to an event where they ran out of beer. At the Astrodome, they sold out. It was like halftime, and they were sold. You know, I mean, now pirate fans are, and there were a lot of pirate fans there. They had no, they had run out. Uh, they weren't. They were like, oh, we didn't realize it was going to be like this, and they, I guess, they weren't prepared. And the same thing happened to our hotel. The hotel wow. lobby and the and the restaurant ran out of beer. They were not ready for pirate fans. The invasion. You got to be prepared. You got to get your game. Yeah, face ready, and you got to get the plans ready, and you better bring in the reinforcements. And by reinforcements, I mean Bud Lights. Uh, the MVPs for that game offensively for East Carolina, David Garrard, no surprise. Defensively, a pirate that I was not too familiar with during his playing days that we caught up with during COVID times when we were talking to all these old pirates, Bernard Williams. Remember how awesome he was? The interview with him yeah. on Pirate Radio uh, last year or two years ago. So Bernard Williams was the defensive MVP. Sadly, one of the uh, I say sadly, one of my favorite memories from that bowl game was I got a, this was long before Uber or Lyft or any of these ride shares. Yeah. So I caught a ride back to the airport from a hotel with a friend of mine who was staying there. And you might know Big Daddy, you know Big Big Daddy Brian Smith. Oh yeah. You guys I, know Big Daddy. I might know him. Yeah. Well, I'm saying our listeners might know him. You definitely know him. But Big Daddy is named Big Daddy for a reason. He's not a small fellow. He's kind of Mark Mangini. And, and he has thinned down some, quite honestly. He's this, smaller daddy. This was back when he was the biggest of Big Daddies. Not very big daddy. Back then, he was the biggest. Huge. And uh, Former ECU football player. Yes. Dude. Yeah. Went by Blue was his nickname. But it, <laughs> He doesn't have a real name. He had a rental car. <laughs> and it was the smallest car. I forget what it was like a... Name the smallest car you can get that still has like a back seat. It was that car. Like I forget what it was. It was so small. I've never even been one since. But it was like this. It was. It was honestly. It was so small. Like he had a. It was. It didn't have four doors. It had two doors. Like you had to pop open the oh, lift up man. the, the yeah. seat to get in the back seat. Oh gosh. So it's him and his wife on the front two seats, and I'm in the back, and we're in this thing, and I'm actually having to sit because he's got the seat all the way back. 
So there's three of us in this thing. And honestly, God, I mean, it's almost hitting the ground. Like it's the axles. We're giving it all. Like we, we're giving this Sparks thing all. Sparks are flying up on the road. We're giving this thing all it can handle. I'm sideways, like crunched up, like in the fetus position in the back seat while they're laid back up front. But it was, it was just like, it looked like a clown car that we had. I had to crawl out of. Bowl game memories. Yeah. Now we can create some more of these great cool. memories. Cool. Neat stuff. <laughs> yeah. If I had it, see, if social media was the thing, you'd be laughing your ass off because we'd pull up the picture and we'd you'd have see pictures. Yeah. Oh, you would, have, you would definitely Video. have pictures. Yeah. This is my ride. What did you do airport. back in the day? Do you have a lot of Polaroids from your... I've got uh, a lot of old... You know, back back then, the disposable cameras were popular. I like Shirley's playing you off. So I had... Work, Shirley. Do you remember the disposable cameras? Yeah, sure. So you'd take click, those click, click. Yep. and you'd have to take... Out of every disposable, you probably get 24 pictures. Maybe like three of them were good. Oh, right. You so your return you rate, you never knew until you did. And then you had to pay to develop them. I spent a freaking mint in college <laughs> developing photographs. <laughs> now, I got to tell you, I have them in storage, and oh, I've come God. across some of these. No yeah. way. If I've got some stuff on some folks in college that could be very, before internet, could be very damaging. But I'm not going to release it because those are private collection troy d does not believe in blackmail but if he did yeah he could but just know people i've got a lot of good stuff have a great thanksgiving folks thank you for tuning in to us troy d we'll uh talk to you friday yeah we'll be at the uh, tailgate zone look forward to a final home game of the year final regular season game of the year say hey to my dad he'll be out there we awesome what about mrs chandler uh she will be back home she'll have to man the fort at the restaurant okay well we will so. welcome uh, your dad shirley chandler we'll see you uh friday 11 30 a.m yep bud light pregame tailgate happy thanksgiving everybody happy thanksgiving and uh we will see you friday 11 30 on the bud light pregame tailgate so long everybody thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation